Blog Talk Radio. Dudes 
11 heaven What else in hell Can you get an open line to heaven At 11, 11 Emerge at the other end Of the meditation port tools And elevated walk tools Even some abort tools any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are! Peace, peace, peace. Peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. This is Nova Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue Pill. I am joined by my co-host, Brother Red. So with no further ado, call up from the 347-650. Call up. Peace. Peace, 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 peace. Peace to the family, peace to the family. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. And, yeah, this is your co-host, the brother Red Pill. What's happening? Yes, indeed. Yes, sir. Let the magic begin. Yes, indeed. Let it do. Let it do. Uh, first and foremost, before we get into the festivities of the night, young man, how yes. are you doing? All is well, brother. You know what I'm saying? On a rather frigid uh, Los Angeles night. But I guess that's just all tell coming from, uh, yeah, you know, what you're probably experiencing out there in the wilderness in North Mexico. So, uh, to be honest with you, the whole week was in the 50s. Like, we we haven't really gone through that chill. Yeah, man. You know, we're going through a. Going through our, we going through like the fall for real. Like it's not really, it's not that winter weather right now. So, oh, that's what's up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hoodie season, but that's about it, you know. Yeah, as it's supposed um, to be. That's what's up. That's what it is. Nah, but look, I was saying to somebody the other day, like I remember things. I remember there was Thanksgiving where we were shivering in our boots. Like we, you know what I'm saying? I remember, yeah. I remember Halloween where where it was Brick City. You dig? So I don't know so much about it's supposed to be like this. Like it's supposed to be wild cold around this time in the town. Like this shit is like mildly tropic, you know. And I and people would be calling me from the tropics. Like it's kind of chilly in the tropics. Texas was cold. Cali is chilly. They said Miami was kind of brisk of at night. So I don't know. But anyway, we ain't going to dwell too much on that. They let the storm weathers in them handle that. we got things to do. I want to give a shout-out to everybody that joined us on Tuesday night. If you did not hear the show on Tuesday night, family, fret not. You could go into the archives right here on Blog Talk Radio, or if you're real fancy, you could go on iTunes into podcast and put Know the Less Radio in the search engine, and you will... Uh, be directed to the archives, about 300-plus shows, three hours and more apiece. So, you know, that'll hold you down until the mothership gets here. But that show right there was very powerful. I'm getting (laughs) phone calls and emails. I even got a correspondence in the middle of the street. Shout-out to the brother 
who I saw Wednesday night with his wife. You know what I mean? I was, it was right after Morris class in Harlem, and the brother came by with his wife. They were like, yo, bruh, that show that you had last night right there, you ain't got the answers. Like, that was it right there. And I was like, really? You ain't got the answers. You be doing this to me in the, in the middle of the street, fam? Like, let you, you, you making me think this thing is real big, fam. But, um, you know, know the ledge, you know what I'm saying? It, it does what it does. It grew legs. It, it moves around. I got a, an email the other day from the Brethren So Messiah. Shouts to him. And it was coming all the way from Brazil. Now, you know what they say about, you know, the law of correspondence and all of that. Like, you can be hollering something, but when they holler back, that means that they heard you. So, you know, yeah. I've, been, I've, been, I've been calling out to Brazil for a minute. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the picture show, yeah, the picture show that Brother Africa, their brother, the legend, salute to the Zulu, how, how ironic. And he was doing a panel. He moves around family. He's a global entity. He goes to different countries, not different states, but he, he, he he's an ambassador for hip-hop. Not Maybe not in New York where, you know, everybody be riding on Russell Simmons and all of that. Y'all chasing the gold uh, bathtub and the ceiling and all that. Y'all want what Kimura didn't have. But, you know, he's a legend. They, they identify and recognize and salute him in places like China, Brazil, India, you know what I mean? Like, it's unfortunate, you know what I'm saying? Come on. Yeah, galactical yeah. legend, yeah. We're well, talking about an interplanetary legend. Yeah, it's a galactic Like, the reptilians like, that Credo Mutua be talking yeah, about, they, they know exactly. about them. Like, they probably came they and know about took a flight for lady, you know what I'm saying? He just won't tell everybody that. But um, he was doing a panel, and on the humongous jumbo screen was none other than KTL, Red in the Blue, Know the Ledge. So I was like, when I saw yeah. it, I was like, yeah, I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, it's just weird, man. It's it's really weird, man. Like, you know. I mean, that's, the synchronicity on that is really much on point because these past few days, you know, starting about four, four days ago, I've been fielding a lot of different phone calls with people who, you know, they're part of, I wouldn't even necessarily say that they're part of the uh, quote-unquote conscious community, but they've been listening in, you know, saying they're real people doing real things, and and these people are talking about and handling and participating in real business. And we were just having these conversations about international commerce and broadening our, our borders to do global business in 2014 or to take or to to further participate in the global business that's already done. Because I have several entities that do business globally. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I know yeah. that there's a much bigger world out there and we uh, are preparing ourselves for expansion on that level to deal with multiple markets simultaneously, you know, operating in a way in which, you know, the business is effective. I got a lot of things that I'm still learning about business and logistics and, you know, maintaining and juggling several businesses at once. So, yeah, you know, a lot of people are, are finally coming around that are willing to help and mentor in those particular areas. And a lot of those conversations were centered around, you know, Brazil as a, as a market 
and the necessity to not miss the 2014 wave is coming out there, you know what I'm saying, be about your business, like have you a product that you can sell to an international market, and, um, you know, especially as it applies to what's going to go down next year, you know, 2014. And this region of the earth that we know and understand, not only that our people come from, not only there are, you know, a large amounts of um, occupants from the diaspora, not only the, the some of the, the brothers, you know, that's their focalized attention. They spend a lot of time on Brazil, in Brazil, <laughs> you know, whether it be mentally, you know what I'm saying, or, yeah, they're making those awkward connections or what have you. You know, I end up in Brazil every night, personally speaking, but that's another story, you know. Ah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's where it's at. So, I'm delighted to see that that brother is setting up the template you know what I mean? Oh, the visual materialization. Matter of fact, and I was listening to a show the other night. I was, for some reason, I had the uh, the YouTube on, and I was running through a bunch of Tariq Nashi shows. You know what I'm saying? Got to get that brother back mm-hmm. on the program. I want to do a show dealing with um, the oh, scandalous relationship between uh, black women and white men. <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, so he had a show. Yeah, he had a show where he had just got back from. Uh, yeah, just came back from Brazil. <laughs> what's 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 my new name? Tom, my dude had Tommy low tolerance. tolerance. Oh, Tommy Sotomayor. Yeah, Tariq Nasheed. Maybe another fire starter. You know what I mean? I mean, I, Duty because Ma. it needs to be, huh? Tahuti, yeah, the brother Dahuti, Dahuti, yeah. Yeah, I I just need them to go in, man. Because, you know, no offense to anybody, but, you know, from what I've seen, I don't really follow the brothers' work before, and I see they have an interesting perspective on, you know, race relations and things of that nature. They don't hold any punches. We will, you know, not have a show where there's any bashing going on, you know, in in those senses, but we will deal with real talk. We are all grown, correct? Right. And we all have conversation, barbershop conversations, one two fifth on the corner conversations, UCLA, right. University of the Corner, Lexington Ave. These conversations are had. It's not like it's a taboo conversation that we don't have, but we don't put it on air. It's not necessarily a conversation that's put out there. So I think that the time Oh, we're gonna have this conversation. We got to have. He, he, he I, I was. Mean, he was. He was. My Olivia Pope out there. Yeah. All right. Let's turn up. I, I need y'all to really justify the shit that I'm seeing. I mean, it's it's just time to talk about it. You know, what I'm saying, if nothing else, just to put a perspective out there to give the family the information that they need to navigate through a situation, so they don't get lost in a labyrinth of confusion. Like, oh shit, what am I looking at? You know, yeah. there's an explanation yeah. to these things. And listening to that brother who was very highly intelligent, okay, a person's personal choice about how they express themselves in lives, again, like I said many times on this program before, this is a judgment-free zone, you know. We're just observers. We're the watchmen. We're observing. And at the same time, mm-hmm. 
you know, learning that final walk that, that is your sole purpose, your sole mission. What I can identify is, like I said, the brother was having a level of conversation where he was enter- entering very interesting tidbits into the, con- into the uh, you know, into the case. Evidence A, evidence B, he got a case. He was laying it out. It's worth talking about, you know what I'm saying? So definitely highlight that brother. But, yeah, like I said, he had this clip where he had just got back from Brazil. The brother had low tolerance. <laughs> he had a low tolerance gauge for the BS to be going on in the States. And everybody that I know that has that experience come back with that same attitude, you know. Yeah, what's that about? And it's a good thing to want to know to find out, you feel me? Because that's a good place to uh, to operate from. That low tolerance, you get a lot more done with a lot less distractions. So, sir. Yes, sir. So we encourage, yes, we encourage travel, period. You know, the people first and foremost get your mind mentally out of the box, you know, or the confines of, of whatever these dimensions that you they got you locked in, you know, break free, get up out of that. You know what I'm saying? And then let your body follow at some point. Start touching that soil overseas and or different parts of this continent. You know, all of it is the Americas. Why are we not representing? Why are we not touching down? Why don't we have one person where we could be like, yo, I'm gonna pull this person up on the on, on the G chat. You know what I'm saying? Or the uh or the Skype or what have you. And there are some there's people out there that are down there, they got their feet in the dirt, ten toes yeah. in, but at the same time, you know, we need some diversity and we definitely need to establish some business to take advantage they got these of these websites. humongous events. Yeah, yeah, they have these websites that I've been doing research on where I think, and, and don't laugh, family, because, you know, that this term is, you know, uh, it's, it's been dragged through the mud, but this website is called couchsurfers.com. Now, it's not necessarily people that couch surf, but it's individuals who have such a level of trust and appreciation for foreign uh, uh, people who want to come into their country as uh, foreign visitors that they actually open up their houses to people and become tour guides and stuff like that. And there's an intricate program that the website has where you're not just letting a stranger in. You might G-chat with the person. You might FaceTime with them. You dig what I'm saying? Like you get to know these people and then they come to your country and then they show you around. So that's one small option, but there are options out there. Anybody, why the hell do these trust fund babies just get up and go around the world? You know what I mean? They go on their safari trips through Africa and they damn uh, vision quest pilgrimages through the east, the, uh, the, the, the mystical Grand Orient and all of this other stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you can be doing that too. You know what I'm saying? Tonight we'll be talking about Nelson Mandela. How many of you pro-African, pro-black brothers and sisters ever been to South Africa? Did you make it to Johannesburg? You know what I'm saying? Like, did, you know, did, did, yeah. you know did, did, was that part of the trip before Cancun? You know, they're going to be showing their passport like I've been to Cancun, but look, man, we galactical. Right. We talk to, you know, and all, all corners and, and, of the earth. Yeah, right? for some... For some reference and source information on opportunities available in South Africa, you can listen to last Friday's show with C.C. Blackman, who was laying the game out about the necessity and the need, you know what I'm saying, to travel and touch down 
to South Africa to do business, you know what I'm saying, to open up enterprise, the opportunities that are presented that, that, that yes. await you there. So, you know, hold on, hold on. Hopefully, the yeah. enormous opportunities, hold on, that await any brother or sister or anybody for that matter who stands the window of opportunity, the renewable energy, solar, wind, geothermal, and other things hold. I'm so we're talking about, you know what I mean, these billions that Kanye is, is having daydreams about. Like we're talking about getting into that billionaire zone, renewable energy, the power, the, the ability to get certified in the states. Get certified online. I mean, you could be in Boise. I, it don't matter where you're at. You could be in the middle of the ocean as long as you got Wi-Fi. You could go online and get certified in solar panel uh, technology, wind turbine, geothermal, and go over to the motherland where it is a nothing but sun, nothing but solar, and you have villages that don't even have electricity or any, they having blackouts over there. So guess where the opportunity lies? Uh, all of the billionaire, millionaire books that I've ever read, it says you become uh, successful by filling the void. If, I have ever, if I've ever seen a void the size of the Grand Canyon, it's that right there. So the brother C.C. Blackman came on the show. That's another show they stopped me in the streets about, you dig? And he completely, completely, everybody talking about these solutions and what them People are just talking and all. No, the brother C.C. Blackman is doing it. I was in a class for solar panel certification with a room full of brothers and sisters, even African Village, uh, Dr. Ray Hagan's down there as well, getting their certification. Room full of brothers and sisters. The brother has a lot of information. He is doing things, and he is a powerhouse of information, both global, I mean both domestic, global. Look him up. Go on YouTube. I mean, go. On, he's not on YouTube like that. Go on Google. Google him. See, see Blackman. Listen to the show. Holler at him and make the connection, family. It doesn't matter where you're at, because we, you know, we're not stuck into cities and borders and blocks. So, that's that. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, sorry, I don't, I don't, all right. I want to make one call. Indeed. I want to make a call. I just want to make a call out. Another call, please. If you if you hear this, my voice like have a idea. All right, just think of me as like Mark Zuckerberg when he was in his dorm room on the phone talking to his people. I'm reaching out to the community first. So if there's any coders who write codes and create apps, any of our technologically advanced brothers and sisters that can hear this. This is your brother, Red Pill. I want to make you a billionaire, all right, because I got love for you. I'm going to give you a chance first before I go to my dude from Bangladesh or my nice friend over there, the Manchurians or whatnot. Because if I don't hear from my people, I'm out of here with this. I, I, bruh, Blue, I can't even tell you yeah, about the idea. You got to sign some paperwork. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Before I let you in on this one right there. But I have one of the most... And that's 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 why the need for a, a, a think tank. We really we're building it up with jointhepills.com 
and other um, KTL empowerment and things like that. The brothers and sisters that I've been in contact with that are signing up, they're signing up to get that money, to get that online money, but they're also signing up because they want to be a part of this technology movement. But just the way that I came up with this small idea, family, it all starts when I, Google was an idea, YouTube was an idea, Instagram was an idea, Facebook, MySpace, um, sites, these services started as a thought. I have a multi-billion dollar thought, and I'm looking for any programmers or co-writers out there. Once we get through all of the paperwork and y'all all got y'all, got confidential agreements, we'll sit down and talk about what it is, but it's not hard, and I need somebody. I need a few people to get on board with me. So my number is 347-650-0150. I'm not shy. You could call me. We could talk. I encourage you to reach out. You know what I'm saying? Holler at me. Don't be shy. I'm not no, you know, I'm not a, 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 I'm very personable. We could talk. You know, just don't call me after like midnight or whatnot. And let's build. Because I'm telling you, this is it right here. All right, let's go back to the program. Yes, indeed. I don't want to keep the people waiting any longer. I know that this brother has had this lecture in him. For many, many years, I don't even want to, yeah, for a minute, I don't even want to hold him back any longer. I'm saying this is the true meaning of being on time and in time. So, join Nola Ledge Radio for another monumental episode. Do you know what neo-post-colonial sorcery is? After tonight's episode and demonstration by A.A. Rashid, you will be familiar not only with this term, but cognizant of the spell that has many people bound. Can the key be found in 46664? We dedicate tonight's program to the memory and legacy of the elder Nelson Mandela as he joins the realm of the ancestors amongst the many lights that adorn our celestial canopy, never to be forgotten. The universe is speaking. What is being said and how do we utilize real-time information for real-time results? Tune in tonight as we delve into these topics and more. Family, with no further ado, we present to you Caller from the 213. Peace. Hey, Hotel Black Woman's Guy. Hey, peace. Yes. Oh, all right, peace. Oh, I'm calling from L.A., man. I have a... um. Oh, this is not A. Rashid. <laughs> well, yes, brother, please. You know, no, it's not. But just briefly, based on what um, Dr. Lali Africa has said on on his um thing, that um he said he has scientific proof that white people did not come from us due to them having the lowest melanin on this earth, which we have the highest. But what I'm going to speak on specifically in details, he's saying that um. It's impossible, a scientific uh, fact that sulfur cannot come from selenium, which white people have sulfur and we have selenium. One minute, brother. Could we take this up when we open the lines for the callers? We definitely want you to expound on that. Uh, and it's interesting because Brother Laila Africa will be in Harlem on Sunday for King Simon's anniversary. So I look forward to hearing that, that information that you are going to impart upon us but we do have to open up the floor for tonight's guest because we are at the 9.30 mark. All right. All right, hotel. 
Hotep, beloved. Hotep. Thank you. Yes, indeed. All right, so we have to await brother's arrival. Brother AA, if you're on the phone, press 1, please. Okay. Let's get some bills out the way. As well. All right, let's get into this very quickly, and we will be back very shortly. The Mooney Twins present Trade and Get Paid. Invest like a pro with the Royal Networks Trading Academy. Trade and Get Paid. The stock market is a $4 billion a day industry. We bring Wall Street to your street. Earn extra money or get rich. Trade and get paid. Beginner's pack, $275.95 and $120 monthly. Learn and earn with the Trading Academy. Call the Mooney Twins at 323-328-0067. That's 323-328-0067. Trade and get paid. From times of lore, ancients believed gold aided in prolonged lifespans and cured many diseases. It is proven to enhance mental astuteness and sharpen intuition. Gold aids in optimal bodily function and increases electrical conductivity and cellular electrical impulses. Gold can balance energy fields and is beneficial for opening and balancing the crown, heart chakra, and the third eye. One of the main benefits from an active third eye, or pineal gland, is the ability to have lucid dreams. This elixir of life is now available in two ounces for an amazing low price of $49.99. Our bodies are our temples, and soul gold liquid drops is essential to our transformation. Order now. Go to www.soulgoldbiz.com today. Peace, hello? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. Had to click over. Yeah, we just got to play the wait and gain. The brother be here momentarily. Anything else that's going on? I know that there's some um, big events coming up this weekend in New York other than King Simon's anniversary. Yeah. Going down in the town. This will definitely be a weekend for all to remember, all right? We, uh, tomorrow, you know what I'm saying, we will be having our brother Polite is going to be having his debate, okay? The name of this debate is, is the Bible plagiarized and is God a woman, you know what I mean? Um, okay. And that's going to be Polite versus the Israelite school of UPK, the brother, the priest officer, Kazariah, Kazariah. Says, oh, man, pardon me, brother. I, if I'm, I'm not pronouncing his name correctly, I'm not sure of how to pronounce it. But uh, the brother's the priest officer of the school UPK, and, of course, we know the uh, brother Polite, the illustrious Supreme Grand Apperception, Nasut Amun Ra, 
from Ray, Brother Polite. All right, and that's going to be a BK in Brooklyn. How convenient at 1020 East 48th Street of Farragut Road. That's a dead-end block. Oh, that's going to be in BK? That's going to be in B. Kizzle at the old National Black? Okay. Yeah. And then they also, uh, yeah, they're bringing it to to the town. And they got the undercard. Was Islam constructed by man for political reasons or by Allah (laughs) for spiritual reasons? Is it authentic (laughs) or plagiarized? And we got our brother Shaka stepping on the scene. Shaka Shaka at most. Versus our brother Imam all right, and um, babyface Imam, the babyface Imam, that's an all day event. That's gonna be twelve thirty to eight o'clock. I think it's on pay per view at twenty twelve stores dot com. Y'all know y'all love y'all some the day. So make sure to go ahead and tune in and check it out. He was really going down, and um, that's what it is. Twenty dollars at the door. I should get paid for this, and then. At the same time, later on that day, our brother Ray Hagan is back in the city. Dr. Ray Hagan at Boys and Girls High School. So, Brooklyn, stand up. Brooklyn is on fire tomorrow, all right? From 6 o'clock to 10 p.m. Saturday at Boys and Girls uh, High School, Dr. Ray Hagan, the name of his lecture is The Theft of Ancient African Spiritual Concepts, all right? So, he will be in the building. 100 blacks in law enforcement who care in the African Village Study Group of New York City will be presenting this $10 donation in advance. All right? Mm. I mean, that's interesting. All right? And uh, that's going to be tomorrow. I think first Saturdays and all of that. And then on Sunday, King Simon Anniversary, National Black Theater, Harlem. All right? Brother Polite. Uh Sayala Africa, uh, Makiba Judge, shout out to Makiba. Legend. A few other people will be in the building for our brother, your brother, King Simon, for the good work that he has done for the promotions and the way that he uh, has revived, he kept alive, revived, you know what I mean, the lecture scene. So shout out to him. To him and his family. You know what I mean, hey, but that's and hey. other little things going on as well. But for the most part, you know, that's what's going on. Right. That's exciting. That sound more exciting than the Knicks game. Yeah, I mean, it sound more exciting than the Knicks and the Nets. You know, turned up season. <laughs> uh, that's what's up. Yes, and then on Sunday, my bad, I almost forgot. Another event is Brother Gano Gano Grills doing his one-two thing at 444 Atlantic Avenue in Brooklyn, family. Okay. At the uh, yeah, what's the name of that? The uh, the when the the new name. Um. Of the yeah, it's, it's it's gonna come in a second or two, but yeah, I don't remember it, it was, off the top of my head, but. Yeah. Well, Four 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 Atlantic, four, four Atlantic family. Yeah, you can throw that in the Google. It's always gonna yeah, pop the name out, gonna pop the direction. Yeah. Take the train to Barclays. All right, go holler at J and B. 
You know, I was checking that out, that article about them going vegan at 22 days on the, on the you know what I mean? Like, that was so in line. Talk to me, I, I mean, that, to me bro. I mean, that, that was screaming blue pill, man. God damn it. If, if anything, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's coming home, man. That that, that was that, that was screaming the blue and, and nothing else, man. I, I didn't see any other thing. It was it had blue it had the blue pillar written all over it. We gonna have to get you out here in the town, you know what I'm saying, and make those connections because you know, yeah, I eat, you know, you eat, we all eat, you know what I mean? Like, it, you know, we like Kanye say, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got the answers, man. Like Sway, you don't got the answers. Stop asking me that you don't have the answers because if you did. Heaven and all of that would be a whole fools in other places. You don't got the answers. You got to go to J. Got to go to B. They got to taste that seventh heaven. Don't get mad, family. And if you do, I got a roof for y'all to jump off of. You know what I mean? Don't take it personal. This is business. We do business here. We businessmen. So, yeah, they when they vegan, meaning that 80 million people might be encouraged to go vegan or go healthy with it. You know what I mean? I say about eight hundred. So my thing million, is this: yeah. got a lot of whether influence. whether 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 he puts his feet in the water and pulls it back, which he's not, because he's going to be inundated matter. by the most premier vegan chefs in the business that yeah. understand that this is their staple. You know, to damn near become Rockefellers with it. So they're going to give him the cuisine of a lifetime, and if he doesn't get it the first time around. I always gonna leave him open and susceptible to getting it at least the second time around. Pause. So whoever is able to package Anybody, and present yeah. something to get that level of, yeah. of yeah. Oh, this marketing. is this is where it needs to Anybody be. Familiar yeah. with marketing. Anybody familiar with public relations? Anybody familiar with promotions knows that that endorsement right there is akin to him endorsing Cristal. It's akin to him endorsing John Ford. It's akin to him endorsing all of these things, but it's even more because it's lifestyle. So we're talking about an endorsement. You know what I'm saying? And the ability and the know-how how to utilize an endorsement like that and make it work. But, yeah, okay, your shea butter toothpaste and all of that stuff you've been conjuring up, yeah, it's your turn. It is your time. Make it pop. Put it there. Rockefeller logo on it if need be. Lie to these men. Like, do what you got to do. But use the endorsements to your benefit. Okay? Please. It would be it would it would it would sadden me if somebody who doesn't look like you, you know what I mean, go ahead and take the swag champ, they run with the with the vegan title, like that's what they do. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what they, the only one. Oh, you know they already. Like, yeah, they got their vote. They got their vote on the wall oh, already. Vinny Vegan, Gangster Vegan. That that's the only one to get to the past. That's a legend. <laughs> Shout out to my Vinny dude, Vinny. Vinny Vegan gets a pass. Yeah. Vinny Vegan gets a pass. Like he he does his because yeah, I, I was with him. He's my day one person, man. I was with him when he was selling T-shirts. He put us on in the T-shirt game. You know what I mean? Like, I owe a lot to that brother right there. He was there when I met the mother of my son. And if he didn't pay for the meal at the uh, Cheesecake Factory, we wouldn't have continued to date. So I got to give him a shout-out. <laughs> he made it happen. Oh, man. You know? He was part of the yes, relationship. Yes, indeed. 
but time has arrived. We are here. This show into turbo gears, turbo drive. You know what I'm saying? And take it where it needs to be. Like I said, this brother has been waiting most of his life to have this conversation right here tonight. So with no further ado, we present to you caller from the 213. Peace. Peace, Lord. Peace, Lord. <laughs> What's happening? What's happening, bro? We was just talking about that uh, a Jigger Man endorsement, you know? That which? Which one? That Jay-Z endorsement, that 44 endorsement. Oh, yes, sir. Sean Carter you know what bringing is. the world to our doorstep. Yeah, you know what it is, but some people just ain't going to see it. But um, we're in a world where, you know, we was born dead. You feel me? And when you're born dead, your whole life is about getting back to heaven. So ecclesiastically, because of colonialism, they changed the terms and the meanings of words. So heaven used to be a word that you used to associate with a star system, but now ecclesiastically you associate it with uh, little white angels with wings, little babies, you know, little butt-naked yeah. white babies with wings. Yeah, what you cloud. Been yeah. <laughs> cloud that you, you be in an airplane looking up and shit like, I wonder what cloud heaven is on. Like, duh. Exactly. But, it, 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 you know, according to a different psychology, in a different set of language, heaven now means something else. Islamically, when you go to heaven, there's horrors in heaven. Horrors. So the word whore ecclesiastically became a negative connotation, but it actually means beautiful, and it, and it, and it equates to the eyes, to women's eyes, the almond-shaped eyes. So if you die a good Muslim you get 70 virgins who are all whores, you heard, all beauty, all beautiful. So mm. what we're speaking about tonight, and, you know, we, we get to the point where religion is another, you know, uh, concept. A lot of brothers are now addressing it. You know, shout out to the brothers who are participating in the, uh, the momentous events in New York pertaining to the uh, debate. Good luck to the uh, Israelites because I already know uh, if, if polite stick with the scripture, they're not going to be able to deal with him. Yeah? If mm-hmm. he stay with scripture, he's good. No talking about nothing else but scripture. People because I was there, I'm 40. I was there, I remember Yahweh being Yahweh. I remember Weeksville Project State, what we affectionately know as the Smurf Village. Our that village. was one of the first places where they had Hebrew Israelites, and it was really back in the day when the news put it out there. It was a welfare scam where mm-hmm. it was women who was under that orientation always receiving welfare, but all the checks go to Yahweh. You heard Yahweh being Yahweh. So yeah, what we're talking about, and I'm not here to castigate or say nothing is right or nothing is wrong. I mean, some people who were hustlers from the street would say, Hey, if we could organize a way to make the um, the people give us the money, you know, shit for nothing, that's another way of getting out 40 acres. So I'm not on that. You know, I was raised on welfare cheese and all that. 
I'm not hating on welfare. Wick and all that got, you know, niggas through. I remember Kaboom, cereal and all that. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. The fake cotton milk. You feel me? I remember all that. So another thing I remember, though, is this, is this, and I'm going to tell you something, and I mean this. Today I was listening because I was going to do like a little commercial for the show, and I was listening to some music. That's how I get my theme for my visuals. I listened to the music first, and I watched apartheid um, footage from the 80s, and it just made me cry. And the reason why I cried was because not for the past, but I cried for what's going to happen in the future. The night when Obama won, and I was on Gates and Nostrum, and I seen the, the, the hood was on fire. Everybody was coming through Gates. You know, it's yeah. one of the only two-way streets in, in the star. When you get, you know, thick in the star, Gates is a through line to get through. So everybody got to come through Nostrum, Marshall. So everybody was coming over there. That's like the Crenshaw and Slauson of L.A., Gates and Nostrum for best star. So everybody pulling through, hitting their horns. And it just made me cry because I said they the same thing make you laugh, make you cry. You understand that? The same sure. thing make you laugh, make you cry. You feel me? So we in a very interesting age where people intentionally know that psychology needs to be padded with certain elements in order to fortify it and make it feel secure within itself. It requires a justification. So responsible colonizers, <laughs> if there's such a thing, a responsible colonizer is one who, after he colonizes you, he also gives you an iconographic figure or personage to walk you through your transition from slave in one venue to a slave to political opinion and political venues. So this is a very interesting transition that you make or you can make when the the establishment makes you a hero, you understand? When they start yeah. naming streets after you, they start walking you through the prizes, the Nobels and whatnot, that's when they're getting you ready for something else, you heard? They're getting ready to use you for the king ceremony, you understand? And I've been told people this in my very first presentation that government is, controlled on this side of the world via uh, occultism and esoteric sciences. So the esoteric and occult sciences of this area of the world is predicated on some components that make it work. In particular, they utilize an esotericism that was imported during the expulsion period. So it's heavy on linguistics, numbers, and biblical iconography. Now, anybody that knows me and knows some of my um, posts on Facebook, which are sometimes they stir waters, we get some people emotional. You know, I could go to Facebook and I see in particular, you know, I see a lot of guys that used to be Facebook friends, but then I come back on and they in the list trying to be my friend again. So I'm always wondering well, what happened. And then I discover it's via post. Or something that'll make somebody, you know, get emotional and niggas start wearing it like I'm talking about them, like I'm actually sitting up thinking about your dumb ass. You know what I'm saying? You know, with all the shit I got to think about, I am a genius. Don't think I'm sitting up thinking about your silly ass and I'm making posts about you. 
please. The seriousness of why I make the post is because I know what Facebook is for is for to build a current. And I'm in the business of business. So in merchandising and getting this uh, message to the people that count or matter the most. So in short, I put a post up the other day, and it pertained to a biblical verse, and this is pre the untimely death of Nelson Mandela. And there was a key phrase in it, and nobody got it, you know what I'm saying, because nobody ever challenges language. But I used the biblical verse, and it spoke to surrounding oneself or surrounding the proud shall be surrounded by what? By, I said specifically, I said the pride or proud shall be surrounded by what I said was, uh, one second, this is some important shit. Now, I said that the proud, excuse me, shall be surrounded by violence. And the word, the key phrase for violence equals the number 666. You heard? Mm. Now, the word surrounded means 666. Now, what does this have to do with Nelson Mandela? Was he surrounded by numbers? You heard? Was he? And when I tell people to go read my books, they think I'm playing, that we've been cracked this universe, this multiverse of numbers and metaphysics and the meanings of things. And a long time ago, well, I want to say about 15 years ago, there was an effort to coalesce the iconography of Nelson Mandela with the movement pertaining to AIDS in South Africa. AIDS is huge in South Africa. It's so big in South Africa that they are even smoking HIV medication. Yeah? Yeah. Smoking the, this is like literally, you heard, smoking it, like it was uh, like crack or something, you heard? Well, and it's, HIV it's, is a huge uh, issue all throughout the continent because they have tricked everyone into participating in the, um, the, 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 in the world of making money off of demise and disease. Okay, so Research. they right. use the number of of Nelson Mandela's prison number, which was 46664, as the key numbers to plug into your phone if you were down with that movement to raise money for that event. And they had big names, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise. They had all of these uh, personages pushing this whole movement. Now, it didn't have nothing to do with AIDS. It didn't have nothing to do with the celebrities or none of that. It had more so to do with the number. And this movement was inaugurated pre-Obama. Now, another thing I want to share with y'all, something very uh, significant to me. My first introduction to consciousness comes from me uh, studying under, you know, great people. And a lot of people, you know, some of these people, uh, uh, you know, will never come home or be in a free society. One brother in particular gave me a whole assembly of paperwork that he inherited from this articles from all over the uh, periodicals all over the world that pertain to black people and our struggle. And there was a whole section in there, and this was in, uh, I want to say two, th- no, no, this is in 1998. I read this information, 
and it pertains to uh, the cleric at the time who was the head of South Africa. His name was Botha, B-O-T-H-A. And he was talking about the different methods that they utilized and employed to suppress our brothers and sisters in Southern Africa. And one of the things that they used to utilize before they even did this to us is they utilized drugs and malt liquor inside of their communities. So this is a very important construct I want to break down to you that I, I said this before in another show that um, areas where or confluences where great African science and civilization meet head on are areas that conduct an uh, overview or jurisdiction that dominates the entire world of melanin. Now we were the, the, the way the map it looks on the on the the way the map looks to you, and how America is North America, and then there's South America, and then what they call in Southern Africa, South and North is North North Africa. That's relative to the people who create the map and the colonizer. What if I was to tell you that there's a whole philosophy that tells people that in South Africa is actually North Africa, that the top of Africa is actually what you think is the bottom of Africa. And if that relative experience is the truth, that means that Southern Africa is really Northern Africa. And if that's the case, if we were switching and flipping back up te- uh, uh, upside down, then that means that North Africa is the point of reference that in this instance all civilization may have in some instances flowed downward in the same way that we, uh, we could find remnants of our culture in the southern parts of America more so than we could find in the northern because of the, the, the uh, reasons pertaining to chateau slavery and different, you know, different things of that nature. I'm saying all this to say that South Africa and South Africans in particular are in all intent and purpose what I want to call some of the most ancient and archetypal uh, body entities of melanin on the planet, and if you were to influence the iconographic images pertaining to them, you can have an overwhelming uh, influence on the world at large and on all melanin. You can surround it. I'm going to use that word again, surround it. So mm. if they use the word surround, or in English they also use this, they use this word, encompass. When I say encompass, what do you hear? You hear encompass, you hear circle. You hear a compass, you hear to circle, um, to, yeah. to, to circumnavigate, to get around, to put within the confines. So uh, when we speak about Proverbs and we speak about the, um, the, the, the Proverbs and we speak about the Psalms, those have nothing to do with David. David is a, uh, a mythological insert in the context, one that's needed but it's mythological. However... The, uh, the root of it, those are the hymns or the, or the wisdom teachers of Amenhotep. You heard now, this is, if we're telling you, if I'm telling you that the Bible, English, governs the law in English, however, the Bible in Hebrew has nothing to do with how they use it to enact law on you, that it's a whole different sorcery at play or employed, you would be surprised to find out that the very preface and the cornerstone for all ritual inaugurates itself initially and first from the Bible. I told you that 9-11 is the first chapter and verse of the Bible. 
it speaks about that. 9-11 also speaks about Samson bringing the pillars down on himself and the Philistines. It also speaks about the puppet king, Zedekiah, whose eyes were removed, his two eyes were removed, and his two sons, their eyes were removed in front of him, and they were bound in between pillars. Yeah? I'm telling you all this stuff. You're, you're, you're sitting up thinking that I'm talking about real people, physical people, historical events, and I'm speaking about metaphysical iconography that is utilized to advance populaces who are enforced or upon with ecclesiastic designs or stories or, or uh, uh, myths. Because the world needs a myth. The entire world requires myth in order for it to function. Okay, so now, in the 90s, I remember one time I was at Bethesda-Stuyvesant. I was at a school. It was a school my dad was teaching at. And that same day, this man who just came home from prison was at Boys and Girls High School in Bedford-Stuyvesant on the field giving a huge presentation to African Americans who had this wonderful sentiment and love for him. And it was because of the media and them exposing the uh, atrocities of South Africa that nobody really knew about. People like Reuben Carter, if you ever heard of Reuben Carter, he was a, a brother who was a boxer and then got incarcerated. He knew about South Africa. When he went there, he, uh, he took guns and whatnot with him, and he gave it to the brothers and sisters there so that they can actually defend themselves and what's going on. But for the rest of the world, a lot of people didn't actually know what was going on there. And the hood got wind of it around the time when Reebok was selling Reeboks, and Reeboks was the, you know, was the thing at the time. Everybody was like, don't deal with Reebok because they support apartheid openly. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So people was like, I'm not buying. I remember my mom was like, no, I'm not buying, you know, uh, Reeboks. You can get New no Balance or the, the Nikes. You can't deal and with that's those. That's how Nike so, rolls of prominence. Right, so we had we, we had uh, what you say, Lord? They became favorites over Reebok. Yeah. They, they were running neck right. and neck for for a moment. Then the apartheid thing bodied uh, it, it kind of bodied you know uh, Reebok, but we didn't have the internet, so we were not privy to see the atrocities of the things that they like. Through the Sun City video and other things, right. we were made aware of stuff. So the um, the the images of the period and the fact that they call a, a personage that attributes itself or himself to that struggle, and they put it in prominence in the face of the African American world years ago in the '90s. This sets the stage or the prom- prominence for them to introduce new agendas. And when you're in the business of world dominance, you don't make plans a week or two in the head. Plans are generated 50 years to 100 years in advance. Responsible colonizers, once they take the people, they have to take uh, icons and use them for historical points of reference to walk the people who have been enslaved into another venue to participate in the social construct on quote-unquote evil lines. So they taught us about Christmas attics when we were in school. And they, what did they tell us about Christmas attics? They set up a template for us that the first person to always die has to be melanin. They told mm-hmm. us that he was the first person to die in one of those revolutionary wars or one of them parties, Boston, some shit like Boston that. And, 
Yeah, they, they kept pushing that in our mind and our mind and our psychology. And then we went to films and we saw uh, the first person to die in The Shining, Scatman. We uh, Jack Nicholson put the put an axe straight through his heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I, we can go on and on and on and on of all the films where as soon as it opens up for a white male psychology to function, and he has to kill his own woman or kill you know and, you know what I'm saying? And Quiet is kept his his only friend that he quietly kept loves is really just a black woman. You understand? He he could do without the white woman. He can do without all niggas. You heard niggas, <laughs> nigger men. You know, he's just interested in this lady. And he went so far as to go so ill with it that he made the black pope a woman. You heard iconographic through the, uh, the Vatican work and the underground work of the D.C. cell called uh, Pope, the lady, played by Hilda, who is the black German in one venue iconographically that becomes the black German pope or the black pope or Pope, whatever her name is, who um, she fucks her way in and out of stuff you know, for the greater good. You know, Olivia Pope. graphic images are very important and key. And, and, and everybody, well, before I get deeper into what I'm just going to talk about, I want you to notice that African Americans do not covet or guard the images of their icons. When I went to the Virgin Islands for the first time, I was about to say, Holly Selassie, and an old man jumped up in the back of the lecture and said, don't touch it. Don't <laughs> touch it. Really? I swear to God. And I said, that thing never happened to me in a lecture. You heard? When somebody right. shut me the fuck down, I said, shut up, say it. You heard? Don't touch it. He, don't ah, touch he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, he was like, don't exactly. touch it. You know, and I wasn't going to say negative at all. You know, how, picture me going to Virgin Islands and saying something negative about Rastafarians. You know what I mean? Nigga, you asking for it. You understand? Yeah, you just, there's uh, Negroes out here. I mean, they didn't, they probably thought you was one of them. They didn't listen, know. exactly, that, that sit up and, and, and talk crazy. See, but these same niggas who desecrate and destroy and talk negative about African-American icons is the same niggas that call the police on their baby mothers and shit like that. Yeah. You heard? Yeah, so, yeah. So these niggas is pussy. These niggas is ass, and they're going to tell if you put your hands on them, and all these niggas need security all of a sudden. These niggas is pussy. Anyway, icons need different things. Yeah, icons need to watch a joint. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so these niggas... I kind of graphically have no respect for icons or images whatsoever. They're not entrenched in art. Everybody protects images. There's a, a group of white folks who work for the Marley family who their job is to go all over the country and find people who are infringing on uh, Bob Marley's image, and they sue. You know, I've seen the actual paperwork. You know, so go ahead and make a Bob Marley T-shirt and think you're going to sell it any image associated with him. Another interesting thing is, Obama pointed out that you never see a picture of Bob Marley when he was suffering from the cancer treatment. You heard? It's because the people care so much about the images, you know what I mean, that, you know, iconographically, and then they serve different purposes for different reasons, like Emmett Till Mommy. 
And until mommy said, I don't want my son to have a closed casket, I want his casket to be open so it could be a testament historically for people. I can't, again, my brother's in California. Why is there so many young brothers in California that don't know nothing about George Jackson? That's by design. You heard? Why did Ja Rule get kicked out of the, um, the hip-hop community? His icon that he used for his Blood in My Eye uh, album, he used George Jackson. George Jackson is the realest African-American personage, or his, him and everybody around him was the re- is the reason why niggas is in the penitentiary in California and, is, and, and it's not getting gang raped by the Aryan nation and the Mexicans and killed, and you can watch TV under something when it's raining and all that because George got busy. So they systematically, and this is how deep his iconography was, that when he died, it started the Attica riot. Yeah? So icons, images of African-American prowess, strong men and women are more powerful in many instances than even them in their living world. So they shut Jai down because he was using the image and icons from a, a book that was composed by a prisoner in jail who told the bro- brothers and the sisters in the street that your hoods are occupied, apartheid-like environments, and that if y'all only had heart and vision, you could take the helicopters out the sky with a twenty-two rifle. You heard? You could defeat the enemy if you would only know how many blocks the cops go down, and then they make their turns to, to come through the hood and mess with the brothers. You understand? So they, the CIA had a profile on George. They welded his cell shut for a year straight when he could not come out trying to break him. You understand? And the only people who loved George was the French. You know, that's the ones who made George a legend. It was the French. It was the, uh, the uh, existentialists, the philosophers, the, uh, Jean-Paul Sartre. You heard Sartre. Uh, and um, it's the ones that wrote his introduction and made it so it becomes a New York Times bestseller. So my thing is this. When you walk the path of blame and you're evil, you can make yourself an icon, right? You can become iconic, like Gigi Allen. Gigi Allen is a sick, sick, sick bastard, but he is a cornerstone for punk rock music in European culture because he made himself an icon and made his own lane. But when you do not walk the path of blame, you open yourself up to being become the uh, manipulated by the uh, uh, by those the masters of creating iconographic images by the utilization of of black people. Now let me tell you who are icons as of, as of right now. There's a litany of them. There's so many, and you can tell through the images. They can push you right through there. Yeah, push you right through the through the uh, through the pillars, so to speak, where you live forever. Now, whenever you put something in between two pillars. The symbol literacy associated with it is that it's established forever. Two pillars in architecture represents establishment. It represents order. You can, you can put above two pillars, you can put a keystone. And the keystone or the, uh, the, the architectural edifice, the keystone entails the, the even distribution of 
weight in such a way where it doesn't destroy the edifice. And if you look at a keystone door or the rounded uh, roof of a door that is reminiscent of the Islamic architecture, you notice that is reminiscent of female genitalia because female genitalia is the image of all images of the method by which to establish oneself in the world forever. You establish yourself in the world forever through female genitalia, through female minds, through investing yourself within the emotional sentiment, nurturing femininity. And when you do so, you marry the worlds. You become the king to a queen, and she gives you a throne. And I keep reiterating the people, the throne of Asar is the crown of who? Ost, Aset, his wife. So you, 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 what, they're, what, they're, what the ancients are relaying, and the idea that they're relaying is that it is her sentiment, feeling, emotion, which magnifies your presence and allows you the seat of dominion in the physical world. Now, going back to Nelson, Brother Nelson Mandela, uh, we love our brother, and oh, we love our brother because of, her stru- of his struggle yeah, and his experiences and the fact that if he does represent the uh, struggle of South Africa past, present, uh, past, present, future, then we have to highly covet the image and utilize the image as African-Americans to understand what is going to occur here with us. Now, if I tell you that they introduced, introduced drugs and malt liquor in their community with him, what else did they introduce through South Africa to us? They gave them what? A first what? They gave them what? A first what? A first black president. president. A first black president. And they used, right before he became the first black president, they used these numbers, 44. Now, 44 is some deep stuff because 44 equates and has a resonant uh, frequency and a value to blood and through the, uh, to the planet Mars. Anybody that is remotely uh, familiar with any of the stellar lore or the ancient folklore attributed to celestial undertakings as it pertains to Africans, know that Mars plays a significant role in many of the Zulu mythology. One film where they highlighted Mars' connection to Zulu mythology is very, they do it very sublimely, but they do it in this movie called The Box. (laughs) We're back at the female genitalia again. It's called The Box. You heard and female genitalia has everything to do with blood, too, because it is the conduit, it is the reservoir through which the lining, uh, the, the, the uterine lining uh, secretes blood and cleanses itself according to the magnetic field that's imbued on the planet from the, the, uh, from the moon. So female genitalia also acts as a measuring rod, a time delineation device where you can tell not just the emotions of your woman based off of her cycle, but you can also tell the, uh, the overall vibration of your populace. Because in a real civilized society, all the women have their initial cycle around the same time. 
And anybody that, if you was a boy and you got all sisters, the resonant frequency of the home, if you have mad sisters, you know, or aunts and all that, and you lived in a big house full around women, they menstrual cycles be all around the same time unless one of them menstrual cycles would be different and she's dealing with a man who changes her cycle based off of integrating his field into hers. So the idea of blood is connected to uh, 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 cycles as well as magnetic fields, female genitalia, and the number 44 through the word mod, mad, like when you get angry, or the word damn when you be, get angry. You know, when you be like, damn, nigga. Yes, take the N off of that, because the N and the A is ecclesiastic. They really channel and they be saying, don't curse. I ain't no damn was a curse till I was an adult. You heard? Damn became a curse because the Christians wanted to hide Mars. They wanted to hide the power of Mars from the uh, from the, the story and the dialect. So when you say mad or damn, you are resonating the two frequencies of water and doors. So blood is a doorway. It is a doorway of water. And when people die from um, disease, the only thing people die from is dehydration, Lord. There ain't no other disease but dehydration. I don't care what you eat. You can eat anything you want. These niggas don't drink water, Lord. Yeah? They don't drink water, Lord. You feel me? I know. And I've been, yo, I've been around, I've been, yo, when I was in um, Guyana, I seen an old man that was about 70 that all he eat is chickens, fish, and the fruit that grow in his um in his backyard. You heard? And he smoked Halloween. He could outsmoke all of us. Like Cat Williams said, how snooping them was smoking, marathon smoke. The niggas is passing that shit. You heard? I'm like, man, I can't fuck with this old nigga, man. You heard? But he drink water all day. This nigga's skin looked like copper. He looked like a little superhero. You heard? The old God. Because yeah. he drink water all day and live right by the water. So water is a very um, instructional tool. You heard? Yeah. So now, now back to Nelson. And um, but years ago, and I, I'm going to have some information for y'all pertaining to our brother, um, True Master, because some people reached out to me and told me the brother had a hearing on Monday pertaining to, you know, the brother standing on a square. You know what I'm saying? He probably would have yeah. been home if he would have folded. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, what better way to live but then to live on your own rules? You know what I'm saying? Fuck that. Right. So the brother holding it down. But I remember years ago that God told me, and he kind of influenced me. But I did a presentation where I said, it's time for me to address this before um, Obama become the president. I said, let me address this issue of, Mandela's connection because they're doing a numbers game connected them to. You heard? So now, very interesting. Before I go there, now let me finish this thing up with True. True told me Mandela is a Mandela. You heard? He said, Mandela, Lord, is a Mandala. And he said, Mandalas are points that you concentrate on. You look at and it centralizes your point of reference. Yeah, so the brother in that instance becomes a symbol, yeah, a means by which to focus an intention on. So I said, yo, at the time, 
if anybody look at that presentation, I did four six 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 four, and I offered it with the um, write your own Bible. I reintroduced it. I brought it back to the community. I put it in one store. Nobody bought it because none of them niggas want to know what four six six four has to do with Obama or Mandela. But now I bet you the same niggas that don't know what that had anything to do with, they want a Mandela T-shirt, a poster, or something to resonate with that um, that post-colonial sorcery. And I think I might have coined the phrase tonight, and I called it neo-post-colonial sorcery because anything post means that it is the reaction of the afterwards effect of some uh, pressure from before. So anybody study post-colonialism, you understand that all these great movements that speak about people fighting back against uh, powers that be are all fostered from a need to distinguish oneself within the confines of oppression. So political movements as well as religious movements. Who, who, where does the term tree hugger come from? When I say tree hugger, you're thinking of niggas that smell like patchouli and blue Nile and, and dreads <laughs> and locks and niggas got 37 unks on, you know what I'm saying, with the lemon juice. Nigga, the lemon juice, the unks, and shit is shiny. You know what I'm saying? Like, boy, nigga, th- oh, you think of some white folks, right? You thinking of some pilgrims that's all in a Volkswagen or uh, what's the shit with the flowers on it? And they're like, love, dude, pass the bump, pass the ball, the ball, right? You think it's that? That ain't what a tree hugger is. A tree hugger was a post-colonial movement inaugurated by women in uh, uh, northern India, you heard? Where they actually would go to trees and they would all put their backs to the tree and hold one another's hands, you heard? And it was one of their uh, methods of defiance, to show defiance against um, the, the atrocities against women and, you know, in this Kush um, uh, 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 culture. Because, you know, as the, as, uh, the epochs uh, uh, go on and on, people degenerate. The people don't become better. You know, that's something that people have to stop saying for years, that we are arriving, we're rising, we're becoming better. We're not. God degenerates. God is here in this world to do the work of entropy. God is here to show the, in the physical flesh, he's not here to show perfection. He's here to imbue one with the idea that dissipating and the one thing that's promised, entropy, death and decay, is perhaps the most beautiful thing here. You understand? It's the greatest lesson. Learned is the learn great lessons when, whenever you see skulls and bones. You heard? Whenever you see death, that's where you know something is for sure. You heard? So death always surrounds all of the, uh, the ancient mystery systems. So now, Nelson has passed away, and with his passing, they are now inaugurating. I feel sorry for my brothers and sisters who are going to experience what is going to happen. They're going to go, a good thing we're not that famous. Because if we was that famous, 
like Michael Jackson or other people like that, we would be asked out. They would have to kill all the most famous black people to keep this iconographic shit going before they commit political assassination. Now, ask your grandmom and them if you're from Panama, Cuba, South America, uh, West Indies, and even my brothers and sisters from Africa, Liberia too, listening. Africa, you know, political assassination is like bad weather. You know, everybody all over the world experiences it. Here, we attribute emotions connected to it. You know, we forget about the corporate the corporate construct or edifice of the United States of America, and we attribute an emotional onus to the, uh, the change of the guard. Now, I witnessed them pull a stunt when I was a kid. They shot the shit out of Ronald Reagan, you heard? And they said that it was because of a movie. The iconographic imagery portrayed in the film Taxi Driver starring Robert De Niro and the girl who played Clarice Stalin in Hannibal, you heard, um, Jodie Foster when she was a little girl, um, the dude who shot Ronald Reagan said he was doing it to impress her, you heard? So well, when, when, ask your parents where they was at when they heard JFK got killed and what was occurring. They're going to tell you that their mothers and grandmothers cried and was upset. You know, and they're going to tell you that they was in school, and they announced it. They're going to tell you the same thing about Martin Luther King. You know, they're going to tell you the same thing because it affected them emotionally on a broad scale. You understand? Yeah. So that is responsible, iconographic change of the guard. You can't just give, you know, any, the, the reason why Dr. York, to me, to me, the reason why Dr. York was a threat it's because out of all of, and I studied this, out of all of the people who have ever created cult followings, he is the master of cult followings, yeah, of the black people. Because he don't, white people, when you're in a cult with white people, the end is you got to die. Yeah? You got to die with them. Yeah? Put on the Nikes, drink the cyanide, we're getting on this comic. Yeah? Where black people, he mastered it because he always changed the doctrine. You have to change the doctrine or change the guard according to specific time points of delineation. Now, I'm going to tell you something very important. 250 years before the Christ era, a uh, alleged, uh, what you want to call, I want to say uh, uh, Babylonian, and that's an ecclesiastic term. It really is. They talk about Sumer or Shinar, uh, a person is by the name of Barosos, right? Barosos in 258 uh, B.C. had transcribed from the uh, Chaldean scripture into a Greek scripture a story of how the ancient Chaldeans said that culture for them began and can be dated from the rise of the Kush Empire. The English anglicizers spell Kush as Kish, K-I-S-H, but the, the, when we remove the, the vowels, we get K-S-H, we get Kush. We, we know what they're talking about. You understand? So now, right. at the age between the beginning of that empire 
and the flood was 432,000 years, and in between the time of 432,000 years, there was 10 kings or patriarchs of the antediluvian era or epoch, right? So now, in his expression of saying this, he may have been historically speaking, but now let's go to the Bible, and it says the same exact thing that they, when they named the ten kings from the beginning of this empire, Kish, to the flood, they mentioned ten kings. Now, of course, it would be mad. You need way more generations in human years to fill that up, but we know that those humans who live 969 years, 600 and some odd years, humans, those are cycles. Those represent right. cycles of fields of influence. You understand? So time delineation is a very key component for sorcery. And what they have to do is get everybody ready in on this time clock because somebody has to die. That's black and that's a Leo before 2016. And the reason why this has to go down is because they have to get ready the spirituality required to take whatever entity lives within the queen's husk and transfer that. I said it. That's right. I'm on my David Ike shit, nigga. I know what it is. I just realized some deep shit, man. Listen, there, there, there ain't no America, my nigga. America is a country that's run with Islamic principles, Native American principles, occultism, but it's owned entity by uh, Britain. You heard, and Great Britain is the uh, is the is the is the cornerstone of the sorcery that uses biblical verse to manifest ritual. They they had a little baby boy, twenty nine years after Diana had one of them little niggas. You heard, you hear me? And the same yeah. time that they did that, the same time they did that. It, it resonated with a Saturn cycle, you know, and Saturn is represented to the marrying of the king, you know, with the queen, and that ring that is put on the finger of the wife is reminiscent of the magnetic field of Saturn because Saturn is really a woman in Afrocentric psychology. It's not a man, and white folks is a man, it's a father. According to our cosmology, Saturn is a woman because Saturn... It has female um, uh, behavior. It cuts off what it don't need. You know, women is masters of to get rid of shit that they don't need unless they um, abused. You know, and then they want um, dysfunctional relationships just to compensate for all of the lacks thereof pertaining to paternal, you know, um, interpersonal relationships. So they find dysfunction in um, bird ass niggas. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, Saturn represents Sheba, Shabda, you know, and the word, and it is the covenant. It's the covenant maker. So the word for Britain is Barashit. It's Britain is Barat Ein, which means the covenant man. So they're the ones that control all of this. So the same time when my brother died, my wiz was telling me this today. She said, you know that when the homie died, the big homie, the ancestor now, when he died, she said, you know that the Queen of England and all of them and their kids were sitting up watching his movie with his daughter, right? And that when he, while he was dead, 
they was watching it straight through. It's almost like some Clyde Davis having a party with Whitney Houston floating in the water. You heard? People was like, that's disgusting that he did that. That is sad that he did that. Well, let me tell you something. Powerless people can never see power when it's applied by powerful things external to itself. So they subscribe to it, negativity, you heard? Instead of utilizing and understanding, because especially African-Americans, y'all niggas don't have no burial rights, you heard? The most elaborate African-American funeral I've ever been to was either an Islamic one or a Freemasonic one. And the Freemasonic one was way more exciting, you heard? Niggas getting buried with golden fleeces and gold hammers, you heard? You feel me? Everybody's dressed up. You know, they're going in at a Masonic funeral. Uh, your conscious ass, go ahead and die today or tomorrow, nigga. They sending your ass out in the church. You know? They sending you out in the church, and there ain't going to be no music, ain't going to be no drums, ain't going to be no jovial shit. They ain't going to do that. They're not even going to say death is sweet and give you candy. You know, because that's another um, <laughs> spiritual practice amongst people who understand the, uh, that all things that are promised are, are, are golden. You know, so now our brother, his untimely death acts as a marker and time delineation for the period or the, the, the point of reference when now his death can now inaugurate the last stage in them doing what I tell people all the time, that you cannot have the first black president still alive while a white president becomes in office. Could you imagine Barry being alive during the next term while another white president is alive and he's touring as the black president all over the world and getting paid to lecture? What if he, what if he takes some nigga minds and takes some of the secrets he got, a trade craft from these people and give it out to some, uh, some nigga circle? You heard? You know, you know and, and in order for you to be a president, let me tell you something. My nigga, they got to have so much dirt on you that it's ridiculous. That you ain't going to be, and I'm going to tell you something. A lot of people are going to understand me when I tell you this. George Bush was a good president. You know why? When he left, he let a nigga out of jail. Niggas was coming home with George Bush when he left. He gave a nigga a pardon. They're not even going to give homie a chance to give nobody a pardon. You heard why Matulu's still in jail? Matulu wasn't even there at none of the murders at, at the stick-up. Why are you still in jail? Yeah. They let John Forte out. He got knocked with mad books of liquid cocaine. Why did he get out of jail? Because he went to the same school as George Bush went to. So they used the old boy treatment. And then the biggest publisher, one of the biggest publishers in the world, Carly Simon, who is also a Fleetwood Mac, you heard, with, um, you know, you know when I said, um, Never selling Nixons. You heard? You know, uh, uh, Fleetwood Mackin, never selling Nixons. Dubs move quicker. We're talking about the biggest publishers. Carly Simon is the Simon & Schuster Publishing, and her son went to Exeter with uh, John Forte, and she knows that that was their alma mater of George Bush, so she requested the pardon. So her brother got out. So ain't no black people came home. They started looking for a sign when this nigga got there. You understand what I'm saying? You know? So now, watch this. When they send homie up, you know, when they send him up, 
these niggas are going to be crying. They're going to sell so many Obama images, and then they're going to inaugurate one of the illest fronts. Because we're living in apartheid right now. This apartheid is just sprinkled with um, Coca-Cola, Haagen-Dazs, cocaine. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You could get, you're in apartheid, but you can go get some good kush and buy some pussy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, this is a pop though, my nigga. This shit is going down. And then when the white presidents come back, that's when the conscious community is going to fucking unite. You heard? When the white presidents come back. I can't wait till that shit happens. And the next start getting the pressure that, that crack on it again, and niggas could wake up from the spell like they have arrived. You heard? Because they can look weirder with their clothing and talk crazy and look cultural and don't know nothing about nothing, you know, that whole shit is about to be a rap. You heard? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ain't never seen an angry white man. You know, you niggas be beeping, hitting them keys, playing candy crush and shit. You niggas is candy crushes. Hitting keys, playing candy crush. You ain't never been around no cracker that'll tell you, nigga, I'm going to kill you when you wake up in the morning. I don't care if you tell your mama and they go, they get all into it. I remember, I, I, I remember when I first got to Danamora, it was uh, Friday, Juma, and police walked by my cell. I said, hey, um, how you get to Juma? He said, you want to go to Juma, nigga? You should have been to Iran. You heard? Get in your cell. Lock in. You heard? You want to go to Juma? You should have been in Iran. That's how they going to get at these niggas. You heard? <laughs> You know, you playing on keys, playing Candy Crush, trying to shit on Noble Jolly. You know, I hope they kill anybody that speaks negatively about black icons. I hope you die, and I hope you never become an icon. Yeah. And I really mean that. I really mean that. I swear, if I have... If I ain't had so many felonies, I would have been put my hands on one of these faggot niggas. You hear me? But these niggas going to tell on you. But I respect icons. I respect icons, and we channel the dead. But they're going to manipulate this dead brother to inaugurate and get you ready with the bridge of emotion to accept the untimely demise of the 44 here. And the 44 all equates to that Madini or Dam or Mars, you heard? And it goes right back to Mars because Mars is the one when, when, when people study. Uh, one of the things that I learned from Raku before Raku really started really speaking to me and going in depth, he tested me. He was like, he asked me, What's all of, for every planet, he was like, give me all the iconography from the planet. So I never studied astrology proper, but my study of Kabbalah gave me the through line to know that the archetypes all associate the colors and the emotions associated with each of the um, uh, astrological symbols. You know what I'm saying? So Mars, the color red, the, um, the force, the war, you heard, those are all energies that are manipulated uh, metaphysically, emotionally, here by this country in their monetary system. When me, me Black Dot, shout out to Black Dot, and me, Black Dot, and True Master went to um, Germany, 
And I never forget we was in um, uh, Nuremberg. We just got to Nuremberg, and the white people was laughing at us because they was like Obama just became the president. So, you know, a people with a national spirit as old as the Germans, they got skeeter for days. They know that's all this shit over here is fake. Yeah. So they like this laughing. They was like, yes, we can. When they see niggas, because they knew African Americans was coming. Yeah. So we all got, when we was leaving, after we all got paid, they all looking at our money. Niggas pulling out bankrolls. So we getting searched to get on the plane. So they all laughing at our money. And I was like, what was so funny? Why are y'all laughing at the money? And they was like, all y'all money have dead people on it. <laughs> right? Like they couldn't understand that. You know, they was like, what the fuck is your money worth? And all of the people on it is dead. Like, duh. You know, so their money don't have buildings and edifices on it and artwork and stuff like that. And they really don't even want your money when you go try to buy stuff. You know what I mean? What you mean they don't want, uh, oh, they don't want American money? Hold on. Let me see if something happened to his phone. Rashid, you there? Hey, give him a second. Christianity, the same thing. You heard? All revolves hey, around dead people. You heard? Hold on, your phone yeah. blanked out. Go back about okay. two minutes, two or three minutes, and then, you know, repeat what you said. Okay, my back. Yeah, it's. The, the the money here, the currency here revolves around the energy predicated on dead things, dead people in particular. You heard? So, you know, when you think that where did where did these pilgrims get this whole uh way of how they deal with us and how they suppress us, you think they made it up here on their own? That stuff the the colonizers of South Africa was the first ones to perform the pilot program a.k.a. destroy everything black, you heard? <laughs> they made that shit up, you heard? And, 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 and they, uh, um, you know, them intelligence agencies, it's like using the police commissioner for uh, one region of the country and sending him to another region so he can um, fix the stuff there, you heard? They sent the cattle from Rikers Island to Puerto Rico, you know, to the jail in Puerto Rico so he could help them. But that's what they did. The same day that he made transition, they brought William Bratton, who was the police chief under Rudy Giuliani. Who and he made up stop and frisk. He look, made it up. Bratton was over here. They sent Bratton over here when they got when they finished with him in New York. Now they sending him back. They sent Bratton to L.A. to to turn up and send the gangsters up, right, and help them and 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 and, and you know basically open up the way for that, that war that's going on between the brown and the black, you know what yeah. I mean? And then he came, and then the black Leo brought him back to New York the same day the homie made his transition. Interesting. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. that's what's going on. Yeah. Interesting. Now, now, let me tell you something about South Africa. I, I met when I went, you know, you remember when we used to go to um, PG County with, to go see Jermaine? Yeah. Yeah. Jermaine, Jermaine babysitter was from South Africa, you heard? And when she told me her name, she, they have, the, 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 in their language, they are the ones who have a high precedence for the use of a certain 
a glottal sound that other people don't make. That lump lump sound, like that clicking, where it sounds yeah. like the, the roof of your tongue, the roof of your mouth and your tongue are touching. They make elaborate sounds and words. And when I was asking, hey, can you speak to me in your native language? And and it sounds like it sounds totally different. You heard? And these are people who have it. Um, there's intelligent design invested in language that also undertakes and tells people about your psychology. So a lot of words that we inherit in our in our um, our daily use actually have some stellar import involved. As you hear N's and K's and sounds, those is, uh, especially in myth, they always uh, are almost always associated with some type of uh, celestial entities. And in science fiction, they, they manipulate old narratives. Like a lot of science fiction stories is not even contrived and made by the writer. The writer actually takes older narratives and just remixes it. Battlestar Galactica might be, episodes of that might be the Epic of Gilgamesh. You know what I'm saying? So Star Wars as well. But you notice that all of the heroes in all of those stories always have a, that, that, that predominant K K sound in their name, you understand? Because it means that they have some celestial import. So when you talk about old civilizations, the civilizations in South Africa and in Zimbabwe, you talk about ancient melanin. You talk about if we are our ancestors still here alive, the best way to control the most powerful people would be to corner in the post-colonial sorcery one image, one Personage and utilize that personage in such a way as to entrap or associate some type of emotionalism connected to them in the form of numbers, numbers that can be utilized in other venues and can transport the intent from one area into another. And I guarantee you, they I had they got about four or five plans for how to do the political assassination with homie, and it's all going to be associated all political assassinations. Always boost the economy. You heard? The economy has some be- like beautiful turnarounds after that. When Lincoln, they sent him up, and you're going to start, you see images of Lincoln in all the movies. As soon as Barry came in, you've seen him in all the movies. You heard? Lincoln became another prominent image. Why did they kill him? He was messing with the money, fucking with silver. You heard? Um, why they kill Kennedy? Same thing. But they set him up, and they set even his brother up, and that was some gangster shit associated with the first people who who, who uh, established the country and who was selling liquor and all that. You heard? They was like, "Y'all not gonna be no nepotist and run the whole world, so we're gonna make you look bad because they could have they could have made the world turn up after they killed Kennedy, but." They used an uh, uh, um, NK-Ultra victim on him in the form of Marilyn Monroe. So they used a hoe against him, you heard? So when he uh, was low-key cheating on Jackie, the Christian part of the populace, when you can kill somebody like a JFK, yeah, they're going to be mad. But if he was clean and he didn't walk the path of uh, 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 totally clean, it, it would have made people really turn up, you heard? But he was... Him and his brother was um, sending her up. You heard? You feel me? So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it, 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 when you're dealing with um, post-colonial sorcery, 
It's about, and I'm going to get into detail for my students, how we are going to, let me share this story with you. I'm going to tell you how real this is for me. It's levels of teaching that I was never able to teach before. I used to only have for the high-end levels of uh, study for my people who would just come uh, right to the crib. When I was on Gates, I had a client, one of my Masonic brothers, an elder, right, he said, yo, Rashid, I need you to make me a god. You heard? And the brother paid me almost, I think, I ain't even going to put his business out there. He paid me a nice sum of change to literally make him a god. You heard? And I made the god for him, and the god that he utilized gave him exactly what he wanted. He wanted a, a fresh start with a new woman that's going to bear him a seed, and he's happy. You heard? There's an older brother. When you get older, you need some young stuff, man. They make you feel good again. Because if they thought if they bitter, they're going to send you to the grave. You will die first. You heard? You, you, you understand? So the brother yeah. was like, man, I'm going. Yeah, he like this. I'm going. I'm checking the stars. I'm going. I'm, I'm manipulating the forces that be. So I gave him and created a God for him based off of my discipline. This is the only time I'm going to tell you. I'm going to say it one time. Your name is your God. Your name must be transferred and transfixed into another image. The image on the celestial component, cosmic level, must be a numeric image. That numeric image is now cloaked again into a symbolic gesture in the form of an empowering word. That empowering word now has an uh, a, uh, a associated symbol and other secret words that allow you to unlock it, and it also has a word that is associated to a verse that, uh, that if you harp on the verse, you read the verse, you summon the spirit of what you have conjured. You heard? So shout out to our brother Bobby, because Bobby Hemet. Shout, shout out to Bobby. I spoke to uh, Sister Linda at, at length the uh, day before yesterday, and that she said that that one portal that I showed, that I posted on my Facebook, is the one and only portal that actually helps um, Bobby during his invitation. He has a, uh, a world-class queen, Sister Linda, even went and got training to be able to take care of Bobby um, so he can rehabilitate. And um, I spoke to him very briefly. And, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful thing to see the community. She said she didn't even really realize how, um, how much love we have. Not just, you know, we don't get a lot of credit in our inner circles, but the internationally the help that has come via um, that portal, uh, we care, the, 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 the link is in my, uh, on my Facebook. She said that, Money, finances, and help come from all over the world, man, where this brother's message has gone out. And Bobby's the one that gave me the confidence to feel like I can actually be the artificer and the manipulator of matter in such a way where I could create my own deity as the priest once did and no longer be a slave to religion. So this made me indulge myself into the components and learn the intricacies of how religions function. And they function in such a way that they are telling a story of a two-dimensional, dimensional shape, a, a design of sorts, of things interact and without losing 
one another. It's almost like uh, uh, algebra. Algebra is getting, uh, uh, resolving the complexities of an equation and re- redeeming it by the end of the equation without losing any, uh, any of the intrinsic value of the initial number. You understand? The system where things can flow, change, but not lose themselves within the transition. So that design has uh, rendered itself into the narrative where people start writing in that fashion. And when you write in that fashion, you're able to manipulate myth. So now we are living in the post-era where anybody can, who has the power of media, they can just open up uh, images and portals and just show people all kinds of images, and now these images stand true. And like Basquiat now is alive. You heard because the the um, he 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 runs the whole hip hop new um, the new generation through his art. They're buying his art. They sold one of his pieces for fourteen million dollars. You heard they use his references with everything. You know what I'm saying? These are some powerful icons. You feel me? Watch what happens when our our, our brother um, Mike Tyson transitions. He's going to be one of the biggest iconic images ever for the human experience. It's as far as black men is concerned, you know, for Brooklyn. You know, he's a powerful, powerful, powerful personage. And this is a dude, he was bigger than all of his kids. So he, when he was nine years old, he was running with um, a 10-year-old. He's like the youngest jolly stomper in Brownsville, you heard? So, you know, it's, it, I, I, I implore people, right, do not, do not try to make yourself an icon. You have to not try to do that. You have to make yourself iconographic by providing the world with some um, form of art or, or, or something to uplift them or make them feel confident about themselves because that is really the gesture of the living. You have to make it where your living existence had a meaning on the living because the living is already dead. That's the only thing sure is that you're going to go. You heard? But... If you sure. left enough images behind to prove the quality of people's lives, then the ancestors will open up a door for you to turn back to where you come from. When I say you return back, people think that after the first go, so do you go. That's not true. I died before. When I was little, uh, when I, and I got witnesses. When I was with me, it was me, Dana, and Jamie, and me, Dana, and Jamie was in, um, in, in uh, Flatbush, robbing people, robbed the whole train car. We jumped off the train. We're getting chased by uh, uh, superheroes and shit. I jumped in the tracks and flatbush. I'm running in the tracks, nigga. I fell and hit the third rail, connected to that third rail for about nine seconds. And mm. I'm talking about all of your vital organs stop. Your heart stops. You see the color purple. You just start seeing your mommy face, your brother face, your daddy face. You start seeing all these faces. Niggas start turning into a little-ass baby, you heard? And then I rolled off that shit screaming, oh, shit, you heard? You hear me? Got up, ran, fell, and hit it again. I was like, oh, shit. And then when I finally got up off that shit again, you heard, and made it home, I told my man, you know, I told David and them, I told Ernie. Ernie had a big-ass fat bag of weed. That nigga was like, come on, let's smoke. I know you want to smile. I was like, nah, son, I don't get high no more. I'm not robbing nobody no more. I'm doing my homework, and I'm going to class tomorrow. I'll see y'all niggas later. You heard? <laughs> <laughs> that should only work for a few days. You know what I mean. 
nigga, nigga, death is the only thing that's sure. And it's and and and, and while you, it, it wasn't my time yet. I had to I had to imbue uh, on the living some um some some wisdom from the experience. You understand? I implore y'all to 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 write down your experience because. You know, our culture is what runs the whole industry right now, you heard? You know, uh, uh, where we come from, you know what I'm saying? The whole music industry as far as the rap shit is, because all this bling, bling everybody's talking about, that all comes from, uh, that's a Fulton Street movement, you heard? That's poor people talking about the things they wish they had, that they couldn't that's afford that. Yeah, that's a Flatbush, best style. Crown Heights conversation, family. Like, that shit started with young dudes in Brooklyn stealing polo with Indian heads on it, with Moorish crests on it. We didn't know nothing about no Moorish renaissance and none of that. But we were completely attracted to Ralph Lauren because he had the iconography of everything that you and me and everybody in this whole damn conscious community are learning right now. All right? And I was dealing with our ancestors. They had our ancestors. They had, they had um, see the pictures of the Moors at the castle with the silk on? Well, they had silk crests. We were going crazy for that. You see the Indian heads with all of these aboriginal, indigenous people rediscovering their roots? Well, the minute we saw an Indian head, we were going crazy for that. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it spurred. It started in that movement, and it, and it was a, it was young brothers and sisters who basically – knew there was something inherent in us that knew mm-hmm. that we were more than just a mayonnaise sugar sandwich. You know what I mean? We wasn't going to wear the Lee, Pat, the Lee, Lee jeans and rip it. They had some $1,500 shirts in Manhattan. We wanted to wear that. You know what I mean? And we wasn't going to go buy them. We weren't no consumer slaves. We wasn't about to take our mama money and go spend it with them people. We were getting it for free 99 It was our version of liberating cotton. Yeah. There was a revolutionary uh, anti-establishment feel to it because we were being influenced and programmed by God. Older, older brothers and sisters were really older brothers who were influenced by Father Allah who were running the streets, running the streets but doing the knowledge. Different than what you see today. They were interacting with the streets and the youth, but they were telling you that you God at the same time. But yeah. God got to eat. God has to eat. God can't eat pamphlets and books and whatnot. So they were like, you God, but nigga, you got to eat. And this is the, this is the late 80s, early 90s. There wasn't no, which you, it, it wasn't, they, you know, it wasn't what you see now. So I put it on my Facebook that, the you know, I took a year off of lecturing, you know what I mean, just to see what the lecture community was going to look like. And you you see what it looks like. I don't, you know, you don't need to, you don't need me to tell you, you know, and I and I had personal things that I needed to take care of, family business amongst other things. But when I when I return back on the scene and when Blue comes back, my story is going to be my story. It ain't going to be really from no book that, that somebody else wrote that I never met, and I'm just regurgitating something that they wrote because it speaks to me. No, I'd rather open up the book of life and give y'all the trials and tribulations, the ups and downs. What do we do to make us get to this point in life? The, the many lives that we live, you know what I'm saying? The many influences of different cultures that we played a part in, unbeknowingly and knowingly. 
Everybody that we grew up with runs the industry right now. You go to any board meeting, it's a nigga from Best Star or Flatbush that we came up with. Anywhere, Miami, Atlanta, L.A., New York, everybody, it's, it's, it's the whole circle is there. And like the game's about to change. Yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah. And I'm going to tell you, it's, it's that movement, um, it's the best style, it's going to be the best style movement again because Maine, Maine and them is getting at these niggas now. And the, the radio station is going to succumb to that pressure, Yeah. They got all these niggas from out of town in New York playing music, and you got to be like, hit it, hit it hard, get it, get it, get it, oh, y'all. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get they, on the radio. Can, I know. That's, that's, that whole thing has been infiltrated by, you know, people that are not from those areas anymore. You know, that, 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 that it's a different movement right now, the tight gene movement and all of this other stuff that people are influenced. But I'm just getting back to what it is that you were speaking of earlier about, you know, telling your story, being able to put it out there so nobody can never talk crazy, you know what I'm saying, or or, or try to think that they know where you're coming from or where you came from and your influence and what it is that you do in these streets when the cameras are not on and when nobody's looking like it's it's a whole different ballgame. So I look forward to that. I talk about Nobu Jali penis. In 2013, that shit is crazy, nigga. But what about this? In the future, if any of these dirty niggas is even relevant, what about all this police records when niggas call the police on their wig? You heard? In the name of the revolution. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You heard? Niggas is pussy. Anyway, you know, you know how it go. We gotta protect it. Um, we gotta protect. This is the thing. You can't go around. Go 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 on somebody's block and try to talk negative about somebody that was the evilest, most nefarious person over there. You gonna get sent up. You heard? They don't care. Yeah. And, and, and in parts of South America, the new court that they're using to create the gods come out of living people who were. The, uh, the, uh, the, the gangsters who lived in the environment and was protecting the hoods. So they go in and using the old West African and old uh, and the old uh, Jewish practice of going to these dudes' um, burial sites and actually giving them the things that they liked as the living and praying to them. You heard? Brother Man, when Ray Ray or, you know, Big Pookie or whatnot, I've said this before, about the simple fact that I don't believe our people are not ready for anything but what it is that they have been receiving because you have not effectively created any martyrs since the 70s. You have not taken anybody who got smoke or body or, 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 or un, un, unconstitutionally murdered by anybody in the open enemy and did anything but march, protest, bitch, and moan. The only people from what I did, it has, has been consecutive in creating martyrs and creating saints are the dudes that if you ride on my cuz, I'm riding on you. And it will yeah. continue to ride on you continuously. So that spirit of that fallen ancestor who got smoked or whatever in a drive-by or whatever it is, he is doing the work on the, on, on the, on the ancestral realm 
for the brothers and sisters who have shed blood in his name and made him a martyr. And you can get upset with me if you want and jump all around like, you know, that's not the right thing to say or whatever because you just don't understand concepts of warfare, spirituality, and other things. But I can't apologize for that. It just is what it is. Who put in work for Sean Bell? Who put in work for Trayvon? Who put in work for Amadou? Who put in work for all of the Panthers that they murked? Who did anything? But you niggas got can't you you know what I mean? Like what are you talking about? You didn't even put it you didn't even create a visual, you didn't shed no blood for them, you didn't do the work. You didn't do the work that, that a martyr requires. The Christians created saints and martyrs by reavenging the death of those that were martyred and shedding blood. Thousands of bodies dropped in their names and that's how they could call them to this day and they do the work. So who what do y'all y'all feeding God? Who do you feed? Like, who does the work for you? I don't get it. So, Pookie and them, dudes that be in the club, in the streets, knuckle dragons and whatnot, they have under they, 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 they tap into a concept that they might not even understand, but it works for them. <laughs> Yo, when I was in the bank, and Ron K had just got Ron's blood. Yeah, Ron K. That, that Ron K died. And his name is now in the roll call. You heard? Mm-hmm. And of course. when we roll call tonight, that roll call be so loud and spiritual that it shuts down a whole... You've you been in, oh boy. You heard? You've been, been in the, I've been the, the, I was in the box, and Listen. I remember the whole roll call, the whole building did roll call, and the building Nigga. was shaking when they banged on the damn stuff. Nigga, when they say wrong K-name... He was so highly coveted and respected by them bloods on the East Coast that it, it almost feel like his presence was there. You heard? Yeah. So, you know, I know about spirit. Spirit is powerful. Like, I, you know, my, 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 one of my guardians is my homie, my man, Rab. Rab is official. And Rab, he dead now, but he's the one first person that ever told me that sometime some niggas got to die so other niggas can live. You heard? You feel me? So, yep. you know, it's interesting. It's interesting as African-American experience. We always working at a deficit. But it's, it's going to change when the, when the people begin to um, use the information for power. This information is meaningless if you can't use it for domination or to manipulate the minds of people. You, know, you want to get to the point where your information makes people want to kill for something. You heard? Mm-hmm. Also real shit, you know? And you know, who you know, so God. It's so interesting. It's so interesting. You know. But hey, I know some people wanna because you know I get stimulated by questions. You know, I got mad shit to say. Indeed. Indeed. Let's go to these lines then and open up the lines because I'm sure that they have uh plethora of callers who wanna ask questions to follow up, they wanna add on. You know what I mean? This is definitely an uh, interesting topic tonight. So, But I, I do want to add on, I'm glad that uh, we're having this conversation tonight. I don't want to jump too far into the conversation because it, it would take a lot of time to actually add on to what it is that you were talking about. But there's a lecture that I never released that I put together when I was in Miami, Florida over the summer um, based on the Trayvon Martin thing. It was called the Trayvon Factor, the Trayvon Martin Factors. And I spoke of the assassination of um, Malcolm X's grandson that nobody talks about anymore. That nobody, these 
weirdos, these clowns, we running around and have security walking to the bathroom to hold a joint. But here it is, one of the most influential, you know, future leaders of this generation because of his bloodline and because he could hold court and sway with global leaders because of his bloodline and who he was, was assassinated, had no security with them. You know what I mean? Somebody that was very important that deserved security. You know what I mean? They actually was doing something. Deserved a reason, you know, not cowardice, not you scared, you got security in your own class amongst your own people. There's ten people in the class and five of them are security. Who are you running from? Like, what, what are you scared of, homie? Like, what? We'll start with that. But this brother actually required and, 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 and qualified to have people protecting him. Nobody was there. They knocked him off in Mexico. I spoke about the fact that, you know, that whole ritual from 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 the fact that they knocked, the, the fact that that whole thing went down on the All-Star weekend in Orlando, same time that, um, what's his name, Alex Jones was in Orlando, Rebel Rousing, doing a lecture, same time that the Emmys, it was a... His line just dropped. Hello? Yeah, they playing with nigga. So the call up from the nine five four nine five four eight eight one nine five four call up. Hey. Angelo, what's going on? Oh, that's my legendary child, man. What's good? What's good, Lord? Shit, shit, chilling. I'm up in the do with her mom, 954 Broward County, Florida. So I'm finally in the States. I finally got to call into the pillars and, and, and actually listen to a live show. You feel me? Yeah, yo, this is the, this is the, this is the master producer. Who uh who inaugurated my sound? This is Michelangelo, the brother who produced um that that Saturn track. You know what I'm saying for the Master Twenty Six. Okay. Yeah. So we on the phone with a legend, self-taught musician. You feel me? And the brother is about his business. He came out to Cali to see the God. So we was naughty. oh yes. Yeah. We Yo. was Fucking with them tacos, nigga. Drinking that habanero. Some tacos, man. <laughs> tacos, that's about tacos. Nothing like some tacos, man. Yeah, for real, son. I can't. Man, I miss them shits right now. But but it's beautiful, man. I love the episode. You know what I mean? I just wanted to call, you know, participate, send my blessings. I love everything y'all do. You know, I, I, biggest fan of Rashid. Like you said, I'm, I was the Greek that went to Egypt to partake with the masters. That's why I went to Cali, because I knew, I was like, holy shit, this dude's a master. I got to go see this man before I die, <laughs> you know? That's so, right. so it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. I love it, man. Keep going. No doubt, brother. Appreciate your input, man. No doubt, man. Right. Hopefully we get to work together someday. Indeed. Absolutely, absolutely. Anytime, just say the word. All right, bro. Hey. Yeah. Uh-huh. That cancer, baby. That okay. 
noon it yammer. I was in that the other night going in. That's not, that, yo, that, well, she murdered that shit. Y'all need to listen yeah, to the, tell, tell the world to listen to the diner, though. That's my anthem right now. That fat nigga f***ing you. That's my anthem, son. Diner. <laughs> oh, the diner, mm. right? Diner. Mm. Let, me, let me tell the world this. When the way the Red House joint opens up, the diner had, is the most classic shit since Biggie had that skit on Life After Death about the chick and the chest and the whole nine. Like, that's the illustration hey. right there. We're going to play that after 11-11. We're going to come back in on that. You know what I'm saying? Balance that. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Singing that shit along. Thank you, Paula. Indeed. Peace. Peace. All right, family. Now's the time to get ready for this 11-11. You know what I'm saying? We definitely want to go in and utilize the opportunity and the information that we learned tonight and um, send that brother some, some, some love and some light and just, you know, this whole aspect about our ancestors being revered and our ancestors being acknowledged for the work and our ancestors being recognized for their contributions. Um, we understand that every coin has two sides, but it's your choice. You can choose which one that you want to focus on same way that you don't want people to harp on your mistakes, you know what I'm saying, or you don't want to be gay for how your breath smell when you wake up. You want to give, give yourself a chance to brush your teeth and, you know, clean yourself up and be presented to the world, and that's how the world receives you. It's the same thing with our ancestors. I, I choose to receive, you know, the image of my ancestors and the information that pertains to when a brother was fighting that struggle, when a brother that was putting up, those sacrifices for himself, his family, and his people when his brother was exemplifying patience and endurance, you know, those are the things that I want to acknowledge for that spirit to be forever resonating through this universe, okay? And, uh, you know, we can take that into this 11-11 meditation, and we'll see you on the other side very, very, very shortly, family. Peace.
better letter Okay. All right. All right. Peace. 
Have a good night. All right. Indeed. Call up from the 347-347-790. Call up. Peace. Peace. Hi. I just want to say peace to the gods. I want to say uh, peace to the Kabbalah god. Um, I had the, the, uh, the pleasure of meeting you in Brooklyn one day. I was walking down the street, and you happened to walk up. We was walking both down Clinton. Um, I told you I was a licensed undertaker, and we started talking, and I told you I'd see you around. you remember that? Mm. Happy said I was walking down. It was, it was last year in the summer. It was in the summertime. Okay, in Brooklyn on Clinton Avenue? Yeah, right behind St. Joseph's College. Oh, yeah, and he was around the way. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. And I told you I'd go to all your lectures, and I told you I said I was an undertaker. But anyway, what I want to say to you is I love everything you're saying. You're kicking that science. Keep up the good work. Um, you know, as an undertaker, we always, anything that happens to do with death or anything, we get the vibes. We feel those vibes, boy. So um, me and a couple of uh, my colleagues were sitting around just wondering, it was this something fishy how that boy got burned up in Cali, him and that Rotus guy in the Porsche, and then Mandela died. And we was wondering, I wanted to ask you, how does that all fit in? Is Was, was he a sacrifice? What happened? Because he burned to a fist. Yeah, see, the funny thing about all of that is, uh, like I said in a, uh, <clears throat> I said in a in a rap one time, I said something about you know the Boston thing and that. I said stars will get at you, you know, you know, mm-hmm. and tell you they got situation acting that's real heavy. They got cleanup artists, you know. So, you know, when you when you deal with uh, intellectual property on a high-end level, there's so much insurance goes with, um, like, big franchises, the Fast and the Furious, and all for them to do, like, part four, five, six, whatever, wherever they at with that, there's a lot of money goes into that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. If, if you die, like, high-end producers, once they hear that somebody died, it all it automatically takes the catalog to a whole nother level, and then they can oh. reissue. You know? mm-hmm. Now they already got the remote control car, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then right. you know, you know, anything can happen. Like they could just send you up. They could just send you up. Like people don't understand, you know, how you know the Heath Ledger thing. You know, when Heath Ledger passed away. They didn't call the the calling. I mean, the court, the 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 the, uh, the 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 ambulance or nothing. It was the Olsen. One of the Olsen twins was with him. She called her security. Yeah, they didn't call right. nobody. Called the security because you never know. You know, they was they was dealing with um with what you call it with uh, over and under the counter medication. Yeah, so right. You, know, right. you know, anybody that knows that if, if you as a coroner, I mean as the uh, undertaker, you know, you've seen all types of death. The yeah. mixture of alcohol with any type of um, pill is what really kills people. You know, alcohol right. and pills it will kill you more than. Um, because I know people who smoke and crack shit. If this is lady been smoking crack, as long as that shit been around, around my yep. way. Melanin, melanin is resilient. And That's why I don't know how Whitney Houston died. I don't believe that crack theory. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, and, and I'm going to tell you something. Well, but, but, I mean, drugs is real. Uh, you can die for some drugs. I done got a high before, and I've been like, maybe get so high, you'd be like, oh, shit, I'm about to die. You'd be like, I'm dead already. I'd, 
You'd be like, I'm dead. I'm dead. You know what I'm saying? You know, not you know, making light of it, but I'm like, yo, I'm gonna tell you something. You know, you know, drugs is real. You know, you can die, but the thing is, when people take the negative kind away from death, and you discover that, you know, we all die on our own terms. Is what you leave behind. You know, you know, people get high, and what do you think we loved her so much for is because of her uh, authenticity. And she's actually a family member of ours. Yeah, Whitney Houston is like a distant cousin from me. So, you know, I, it, it, it resonated a lot. I, like, I got family members at the funeral. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So it's like, it was like real for us. You know, my family, we to um, to be on war with, with my family from, um, from, from Jersey. You know what I'm saying? So, right. you know. You know, death is a sure thing. You know, I, I implore people, make sure you leave something, you know, sweet for the world as, a, as opposed to something bitter. You know what I'm saying? And let yeah. disrespect dead, you know. That's the first thing I learned when I came to the, when I got outside, when people, street people talk about dead people, and when they speak about the name, they say, God bless the dead. They don't care who it is, what they do, whatever. So, you know, it's a culture of respecting the dead that transcends and goes to all of human cultures. You know what I'm saying? I just Every found culture. that so odd, Rashid. I know. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just found that so odd how he got in the car one minute, and then the next minute he was dead. They said the car was in half, and then the next couple of days Mandela died. So I know people say, I know we say amongst us, it's usually in threes, you know? And I was just saying yeah. to myself, I, it's just something. He was 40 years old, and then Mandela was 95. He died on, I think, the 30th or the 1st, and Nelson Mandela died, what, the 5th? It's something fishy. Something, something yeah. fishy. I mean, I, I'm with you with that, sis. I, I, I was looking at that. Yeah, I was looking at that shit. I totally understand where you're coming from, and I was looking mm-hmm. at that from this perspective that, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the folks that's in these movies, like, you got to be careful, you know, you know, uh, our brothers and sisters that's looking for fame because uh-huh. they're locked up and they get your intellectual property and, you you know, they'll, they'll, they'll do you on some Tupac Biggie stuff, you heard? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, people benefit from your death when you're in the in music and film industry, big time. You know what I'm okay. saying? So, you know, like like uh, killing Michael, like Michael that people say, was Mike killed? Was this, that, whatever? You never know. You heard? You mm-hmm. never know. You know, some people saying that they, you know, they got in contact with Mike on the spirit realm and Mike saying that, you know, that people in court were saying that they, they like somebody said as a witness that they, had seen Mike in the spirit world, and he said that the doctor ain't do it. Yeah, the doctor ain't mm-hmm. do it. But my thing is this. You can be bewitched from a distance. All African people and, and, and the Azande culture of uh, uh, African tribal culture, they say that all death is, comes as a result of you being bewitched. By uh-huh. someone. Some, someone wishing bad on you is what mm-hmm. created you. And that all magic lives in the stomach of, of man. So your stomach is where your appetite is. So mm-hmm. if people, if people, when people feel a certain kind of way about something or somebody, what they say, they feel it where? Oh, I feel it. I felt it all in my stomach. You heard? Yep, yep. That's the that's yep. area where that, that energy emanates from, cause it, and that's also the area where appetite is and also where the second chakra is dominant. Yep. So, you know. 
it's interesting, but I, I could see them sending that boy up, the right back for that intellectual property. Easy. That's like that's that's a no brainer. And out of everybody, Tyrese was out of it. He broke down like a baby. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine them working with people, and that's what happens. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But you know, I'm out here in, in LA and in in California, and I see that that's what they sell. They sell dead people. Go to go to um. Venice Beach. Go to, when I went to Tijuana to Mexico, you know who's the biggest icon? It's Jim Morrison. And wow. the reason being is because when Jim Morrison did a concert there, he performed one of his songs and he got into the psychology of those people into their Oedipus as a result mm-hmm. from their, from them being um dominated by Christianity and he has a verse in there where he says that he wants to fuck his mother. In one of his songs, that Jim, mm. Jim Morrison from the Doors. So yes, break on now, now, now listen. Now listen <laughs> to this. Now listen to this. Listen to this. When you look at the iconography of of, of Latin culture in Southern America, they God they don't go to Jesus when they want to implore the power of God. Their God is a female. So his through music and iconography, he was able to infiltrate into the very corpus of their respect mm-hmm. deity function, which is they respect women. So right. augmenting the psychology through arts and entertainment, he touched it to their Oedipus complex, where they very, they covet their mothers. You say something about tu madre to them. You're, it's different. You know, nigga, you say your mama to a nigga, nigga laugh and be like, your mama, nigga. Say it to somebody that's Latin and mama is God. Mama is the first thing ever to them. Mom, gangsters yep. respect mama. Before the gangster hit the road with all them bricks, they 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 worship ladies and gangster gods. You understand? Tahuti said that too. That's what Tahuti was telling me not too long ago. He was telling me that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. you Good hearing from you. Same here, beloved. Yeah, Blue, where you at? Oh, I'm here. My phone was on mute. My bad. Yes, indeed. Let's go to another caller. Let's go to the 347. 347-972. 347-972. Caller. Yes, greetings and namaste. And, yes. and greetings to A.A. Rashid. Peace, beloved. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm great, my brother. I was uh, listening uh, to your your reasoning about, you know, what's happening with, uh, you know, the 44th president and Nelson Mandela and, you know, all the different things that you were breaking uh, down for us so we could understand how this world really works. And my and 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 one thing that well there's many things that you said that I totally agreed with especially when you were talking about the mandalas. Because mandalas as you know as you expressed but many people don't know are actual portals that you can enter into during meditation when you are actually um, looking at the particular mandala. 
can take you into various portals. So I really appreciate love you uh, speaking on that. However, on the other hand, how I read the whole uh, scenario uh, is that I think, and I'm not sure, and you can correct me if I'm wrong or if I'm, you know, if I'm going in the right direction with this, um, isn't it possible that the spirit, Stella, as we know, energy can never be, you know, destroyed, but it continues? Couldn't he utilize that same energy to work on the behalf of balancing things out with this this apartheid that's happening all over the world? Because like you said, apartheid is, is did not go away. It just changed formation. Right. So isn't there, there's, there's always uh, three sides to everything and many multiple infinite possibilities of these various scenarios. And how do you hone in to make sure or to say that this is the only possibility that could go down? How do you make that assessment in a world of infinite possibilities or the non-physical uh, dimension? How, how are you able to do that? Because I'm willing to, to learn. That's why I'm listening to everything that you said, and I was responding uh, by a, a blue pill because I'm not on, on my computer. I'm on my, my phone. So, um, yeah, I, I, I personally think that he's working on the other side uh, for sure, and, um, you know, that's how I feel about certain things as well. And and another question that I have is how come Bush, Clinton, Carter, and George Bush Sr. are still on the planet? What magic are they using that we need to utilize to protect um you know, what you're analyzing about our current president. Well, and, and well, oh, what I, Dr. Say this is that death, death, is, uh, death is a key that opens up a door, and everybody has a key, and everybody is surely going to dissipate. And sometimes I really get upset when people say that somebody that somebody killed them because, you know, the, the the only thing that the leading cause of death is life. Life causes death. You know, so the death cycle starts at passion when the sex began. So it's just a short thing. You're going to die. This thing now, with every key, when you put a key inside of the hole, all keys have a groove, a rhythm in them that allows the door to open. And they got yes. some keys called skeleton keys that can open up any door. Yes. So it's a, a death and cycles are celestial components of, of a spin orientation. That due to the spin orientation and whatever angle it is, you may, it's like almost like playing a roulette in Vegas. When you throw the ball in there and the thing is spinning, it's going to fall in one of the numbers, but whatever number it does fall on, acts as a symbol for the very moment that we in. So okay. if you have a bunch of symbols associated in 
uh, aligned towards you or due to your experience, then that has a lot to do with when you're going to die, too. And I'm going to tell you something, because I have a series of numbers connected to me, because I'm one of the faces of when people say Jewish mysticism and black people and faith, I'm one of the faces that pop up in that area or when people speak about it. That's just a cycle of things. Now, that's a, that's a stream that I jumped into, you know, because I said, yo, why, can't, why is it that the white folks have all of us? Let me jump into the stream and then associating myself with the stream of consciousness, what happens right. is I, I now become subject to all of the experiences associated with that. So when that brother made his decision that his, uh, 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 what's bigger than himself is his people, you fall within the context of a story that ends almost all the same. So, you know, the Tupac story, all these people who stood up for black people and who stood up here, it's even white folks who stood up for what they believed in. People of all colors stood up for what they believed in, and as a result, you get tied into the whole current. Now, when you say, why is Bush and all of them alive still? It's because... They are associated psychically and through ritual through a, a current where there is steep in sacrifice and ritual. So they manipulate the, the cycle and the grooves of time. They manipulate the spin orientation through ritual. So ritual makes us fall within the, like the 27 club. Now, when you make, you was making, if anybody was making music in the 60s, right, and you was a legend, or if you was making music in, on a level where you was imparting some things that could change the world, you was a part of the 27 Club. Those people died at the age of 27. Uh, Hendrix, Jim Moore, the list goes on and on. I think uh, Janet right. Joplin's on it. I think Biggie's on it. Pac might be on it. You know, all these people. So when I, when I was 26, turning 27, I said, shit. I said, man. <laughs> All right, nigga, better be careful if you run in with that messianic prophecy or that or that messianic role. So I, I have met over several people that have, especially in the Midwest, that have several children and down south. Like people have, like, yeah, man, I got eight kids, nine kids. And I always ask them, I said, what's the name of the seventh child? And they always say it's a Michael or something like that or something with a K in his name. You hear? Okay. A car sound. So Malcolm X was a seventh child, and his name, Malcolm Little, and that Malcolm became Maliki. You know? And Malik, Malik, the root of Malik is also the same root for the word angel. So angels are entities, entities that, uh, that, that have angles or geometry of light associated with them that concur with consciousness vectors. So... Because if you have a certain uh, valence with your name and your energy, it puts you inside of a certain groove. One of my teachers, he was an expert, is an expert occultist. But, and I'm talking about constant ritual, right? And then we used to be tripping how, like, he would get uh, disciplinary tickets. And when we was in prison for, like, little mundane bullshit, you'd be thinking, like, yo, you've gone off the grid. Why you ain't doing no magic to know when the police is coming to fuck with you about certain shit? And then we realized that because of his level of teaching, 
he fell within the context of those prophets who get in the whirlwind. And the whirlwind will put you in places where you need to be. And my teacher is responsible for the reason why the rosters incarcerated in New York is can wear their locks. And if they grow yeah. up on their beard, they don't have to cut the beard because they have brothers they were locking down, incarcerating them, beating them, holding them down, and making them cut their locks. It's because of him he opened up roster churches in the prison. So he would get in trouble in one spot, they send him to another, and there he opens up a roster church. Then he goes to another one, opens up a roster church. So he's in the cycle of the whirlwind. You understand? So I'm not saying that they killed, they killed our brother on this day to commemorate this agenda. No. The ancestors are in control. The white folks ain't in control. The white folks honor their ancestors through ritual. So they know and understand and walk with the cycle of, of uh, change. You understand? So when people feel, now they can have intentional sacrifice, you heard, and that's something that's real. That's relative. Uh, that's, that's something that we experience that we see all the time. You know, and... Well, well, may I just interject? I would just like to interject because I really um, respect what you're saying uh, with regards to, you know, these people who, quote, unquote, have this control and it's real and everything. At some point of your conversation, I was saying to myself, well, John, it sounds like we're really powerless. Like, we don't know how to perform rituals and things like that. You know, I, I was feeling a way about that, and, and, and I was saying, you know. Well, this, uh, this, this is how I resolve myself from that, is I don't call, and I don't put myself in the context of we anymore, because I, I understand that humanity in every vector, color, class, creed, there's always a class of people who are quote-unquote the uh, ignorant that must be the fuselage for the rocket to make the rocket go. So when they send a rocket up in space, almost like over three-quarters of the actual rocket is just the part that sends the actual small piece into the atmosphere. So that falls apart and dies and dissipates just to accomplish the great end to send the minority to another level. So I'm like this. I've been trying to pull teeth to make people learn. Like, I'm not after tomorrow. If you don't know the Hebrew alphabet, don't inbox me. and Don't ask me nothing that you could Google because I'm only right. participating in lectures with people who want the information, um, um, important truths to black Freemasonic people who have jobs, who actually have the finances or the fiscal integrity to actually make something happen. And I'm speaking to yes. people who want to learn how to manipulate time and space through yes. the utilization of art, aesthetics, sound, and the integrative knowledge of how numbers equate to vibration and everything. Yes. The reason why, biblically, there's a whole narrative about when they, uh, God told Adam, and Adam means dumb, it means blood, it means the, the entity of flesh or the human he told the human to name everything that it sees in creation and that he, by doing so, will have dominion over it. So when he saw a flying thing, he called it a bird. 
And in that instance, what they were imparting is that when you define something and you give a name to it, you give geometry to it, and then as a geometric person who has afforded something geometric uh, 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 platitudes and attributions to, you can now utilize it to build something. So yes, my whole like point is, like right, ab- like absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So when people, people ask me, for, sometimes people ask me things like advice, and I tell them, I say, you know what, the advice that you're asking me for, you actually already know the, uh, the, the, the answer. You're just looking for confirmation. You heard? Yes. And people, yes. you know, so you, you, you already born with the gut feeling to know what you want and what you need to survive. And it's yes. not about people's personality. It's about God is conspiring through man to make itself manifest in the physical world through the desires of man. And this world, this world yes. belongs to those who desire and love beauty and can see beauty in other things. This world belongs to the audacious, and this world belongs, it belongs to those who are the sensual, who participate in the secret science of melding the energies of the dual genders, pulling the pillars down and destroying separation to align and create unity through through creation, through six, yes. through sex. Do you understand? So I do. I do. A lot of our, what you're saying. I do. Yeah, a lot of a lot of our problems become from we are undersexed, dehydrated, uh-huh. and and emotional and stuck in our in our um in our sentiment. Ignorant this, and ignorant yeah. of what of what this non physical into physical, back to non-physical is really all about. They want to believe in the fairy tale stories that have been given to us uh, by other people. So in my analysis, they came, they told us to close our eyes. You know, they took what our magic, which when I say our, I mean it's universal energy, it's just energy, and gave us a Bible which... I mean, there's good information within that text, but it's not the oldest text on the planet. So I do understand what you're saying. I respect what you're saying. And thank you very much. I will continue to listen and and, and give thanks for your um, insights, my brother. They're very profound. And and, and knowing that that, that you... um, I get it from my interaction with the human world and the various platitudes and the places I've been. You you the witness and you see me in different environments. You see me in Brooklyn, you see me in LA, you see me in front of black people, you see yes. me speaking in front of white folks and all of that. So yes, you know right. you know me <laughs> yes, and you, right, for real. you know you met me and Sister California, we were spinning these pilgrims in, in Hollywood. Oh God. Yes. Loving the energy, man. They was like where did they get these niggas from? Because these is a different type of nigga. Right? right? Different type of nigga. Yes, I respect you, fullness, and uh, I give thanks to Know the Ledge for continually 
bringing insight to those who are genuinely seeking how the cosmic uh, world within the physical and the non-physical works so we know how to get things done. And you know then speaking mean? of, and, and, yes, right, and Queen, I'm a dovetail of what you're saying and speak to the people who are listening, who are listening in the live right now and who will be listening to this in the stream that, my DVD that is available via elect, if you request it to my email or to me on Facebook or uh, Q-A-B-A-L-A-G-O-D at, at gmail.com, if you request it and you say, I heard, heard uh, on Nota Ledge or put KTL in the subject area, you can not only get the DVD, but I will also give a quarter of, what uh, I sell it for nineteen ninety nine to KTL. So put KTL oh, okay. inside of it. So it, so people who are listening, you can actually see my presentation on the subject we're speaking about tonight, where I actually go into detail about four six 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 four. It's relation to Mandela and to uh, to uh, Obama. It should be a, a highly coveted DVD at this point because I covered the subject area. And it's in, all of the DVD vendors have it already. So if you don't get it there, if you'd like to support your vendors, and I encourage people because I'm going to tell you, the, um, the conscious community is, is only as, as intelligent as the racks and the, the titles that are on the racks of those who are responsible for disseminating the material. So yeah. if you go to a rack, and the material is outdated, antiquated, and it's only stuff that, you know, like if you want to support the community, you got to go to the people who generate and make the content, who have yeah. an invested interest in bringing the people here. So if Rich Downtown has the, con the, 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 the content, he has a right to have content because he actually invests in bringing people to New York. Sarnetta, yeah. he pays and invest in bringing people to New York as a DVD vendor. And Hanif in Philadelphia, he brings people into the – he always calling me looking for brother's numbers, like, yeah, I want to bring this brother here. So they have the material, Black and Nobel of Philly. But if you're a bootlegger, you're making the people dumb by putting that stuff that you are just getting and stealing offline or you buying it or you sending somebody on the street to get the new title – but you don't help to feed the community. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. we are only as intelligent as what's on the rack. So if you want more intelligent content, you got to ask for it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And that would, that would change the whole community. Stop asking for classic Valentine. You heard Brother Valentine stuff. He said everything nigga need to know. Ask for old, the best Dr. Blair presentations that I ever he, he his presentation is better than everybody put together is these two, the man and the woman, if you can find them. I got them on audio. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. The old yes. after chain, old Azariah, if you can find any old Azazel in the legendary body stuff, that's the current yeah. of what I found our whole community resides on. So why aren't those titles? Because y'all ain't all got them titles. And y'all have to respect the actual physical copy. So once you watch the whole thing on YouTube, y'all niggas are crazy who 
is conscious but never invest or buy into the products. You heard? You is a part of the problem. You heard? And that's why the community and the content has to become, has to go all the way downstairs just to still subsist. So this consciousness thing is bigger than the people that you think that you're going to see. You think I'm a part of the community, uh, all these other fancy brothers' names, they are part of the community. No, the ancestors run the community. The ancestors who say like this, okay, listen, we got to survive by any means necessary in the form of this consciousness material. If we got to dumb down right now just to still survive, we're going to do it. But I'm going to tell you, if you want to benefit from Y'all, when them white presidents come back, the resurgence of the old content is going to come back. You understand? So yeah. shout out to anybody that's a content creator. You know, I see a lot of people doing work, and I see it's, uh, it's awesome. Shout out to Umar. You heard? Shout out yeah, to Polite. They're putting, they putting work in. Umar, Polite, and them is putting work out. But there's so many other people out there who need to invest their intellect and their spirituality in the form of uplifting the people's confidence level. Now, don't expose me to facts. And I don't care about what nobody did with their penis 100 years ago. You know, <laughs> teach me some shit about how I could be confident and powerful and I could and get a bankroll. in real time, that you could use in real time, that you can actually yeah. transform your life, like in, in, in meditation, in, in, in mantras. And, and, and also this, a lot of brothers and sisters, the young people who is from the ages of 19, 20, all the way to 30, 31, y'all need wisdom, teachings, and statecraft to deal with child relationships. A lot of y'all have relationships where you live with your baby mother or you live with your wifey, and y'all trying to have and maintain relationships, and, you know, it gets rough. And the reason why it's rough is because a lot of y'all don't got no game. A lot of y'all came from single-parent family homes, and you you weren't there enough to get no game from your daddy because he ran away or got chased away. Or your mama and them, whatever, she ain't give you no game. If you female, a lot of females have resentment towards other females. And mm. the sisters don't have uh, that true sister connection they can't really inundate each other with craft or ways to uh, um, invest their emotional and feminine import into yes. the relationship and share. She don't have nobody to be like, hey, uh, what do I do in this instance or that instance? What are you doing? What are you employing? You know what I'm saying? And then you got these sisters who are just out there stranded with kids. That no is men. true. But then they got a girlfriend who got a man who could take care of all of them, and instead of having her sister friend come into her household and live with her and be like, girl, you don't have to struggle. You my friend. I got a good man. I'll share my man with you. They'd uh, rather spitefully not do that and just let their man just run them up anyway and just be a man because that's what men do. Yeah, I don't know no monogamous niggas, and I'm not trying to be friendly. I'm not trying to be... Um, I'm not trying to be negative, and I'm not trying to take away the power of femininity. Women yeah, are more powerful than men. They have a higher resilience. For You know, women set the tone for everything. That's why men build skyscrapers to impress women, you know? So I'm, I'm saying 
with that power comes a responsibility for culture as well. So brothers need to learn how to deal with sisters. When is somebody going to stop talking about history and all that other shit? That's cool. And now let's have some dialogues on how to best turn our living situation into a corporate living situation. Because a lot of people can't uh, build nothing with their spouses because they are not business-oriented. You sitting there and everybody doing a distinct thing. If your queen has a talent and she needs your help, start what you're doing and do what, what it is that she does. You heard? So to create but, but, hey, hey, I, vice versa. I, I just wanted to say, and it's, I, I didn't mean to um, break into your, your wisdom, but at the same time I did, because before integration, which I feel integration was a trick, right, we were doing all of these things. We had our own businesses and everything. We would, we would, we would, you know, we were yes. doing it, and we still right. have the template I have to, to do it. Have to call. I gotta let the callers know we got three minutes left to the live stream. Call in, family. Three four seven six three seven twenty one thirty five. My apologies, Fonia. You know I didn't want to do that. But I had yeah, to. it's okay. It's okay. I, I'm, I'm yeah. loving the reasoning on this uh, beautiful uh, rainy uh, evening and exchanging energy with my brothers. I think that's a very key component that we give each other the opportunity to hear each other out and we're able to come to some understanding because in this time I feel more than ever that we have to get this thing, we have to figure it out because I am not giving an individual more power than, and they might have a one-up on us with regards to, um, you know, doing all of their things that they're doing, but I firmly know that we got it too, and we just have to step up the game. And like A.A. Rashid said that the almighty creator, that force, that energy is really in control because that is the ultimate controller. Indeed. And if you tap in and if you can tap in or want to tap into that energy stream, then the walls of Jericho will fall down, but it will not go to you. You understand or understand. So I, I give thanks for your reasoning, A.A. Rashid. It makes complete sense to me on various levels. And I will continue to tune in and listen and learn. And, and you know, and I thank you. And I know we do have the power, and I know that there are sisters out here making a difference, such as myself and others, and speaking to our young uh, princesses and prince to show them that they do have the God force within them. They do have the spark. The God particle is within them. It's not on the out. It's a wave of people, of, 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 of youth, that understand what is happening, and they are not taking any of it. They 
through consciousness are dis- dismantling a lot of this, these old thought patterns. And, you know, I, I, that's what I have to say, my brother. And love and light to you all the time, you know? Yeah. Love and light. And, uh, Brother Blue, if you don't mind, may I mention about the Emancipation to Liberation um, sound frequency uh, meditation that we're doing at Nicholas on December 11th? Okay, please do. Hello? Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yes, hello? Yes, yes. I, I am long before, you know, we knew that our beloved was transitioning. We are having a sound healing, emancipation to meditation, uh, um, emancipation to liberation at Nicholas on December 11th with at least 20 to 25 Tibetan ancient singing bowls. And the sound frequency and the meditation and mantras that we're going to be utilizing are for the emancipation Liberation and the doors are at uh, 6 p.m. Meditation starts at 7, and children are free if they're able to and listen. They are welcome to come at no charge. And this is at Nicholas, uh, Brooklyn. We're having a, a international uh, sound master sound frequency healer. Her name is Tiana Rivera. And she's going to be our special guest for that evening. Emancipation to Liberation at Nicholas. Check Nicholas uh, Brooklyn on Facebook to get all the pertinent information. And uh, we also do a Healing Circle Tuesday. And I know King Simon has a couple of events happening uh, coming up this weekend at the National Black Theater. Uh, And... uh, Dr. Lyola Africa and Dr. Judge is going as, to be... As Keith Simon, will he go have Rashid back in New York? I will. I, I, I will. I will yeah, because with, I with think the, the With the pillars on the card, too. With the pillars on the card, with, with Obama on the card, and with me on the card so we can set it up and and talk about the living legends, the ones that we still got here. We need to do something for Bobby. You know what I'm saying? We need to do well, something I, to commemorate the, you know, the, the cornerstones of our. So, because we in this whole thing, we're gonna take some more callers too, Queen. But we on this yeah, whole thing, we wanna, we wanna resurrect the, um, the epoch that that raised us and not see it get squandered. You know what I'm saying? With the, with the, with the, with the, with the, the lack of mobility. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna put the uh back into it. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I will make mention. And thank you for your time, space, and reality. Namaste, Hotep, and all good positive words for the upliftment of the mind, body, and spirit. Thank you, my brothers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. I have to make it right, man. Bring the gods in the building, man. Because the people want to see who the promoters bring. And if the promoters don't think that the people, because you got to be smart to come see my shit, so obviously they just say that the community ain't that smart by not bringing me, you heard? Because my shit is <laughs> next level. 
You heard my shit is for the babies. I I've created my if I go today or tomorrow, my shit is gonna be talked about for ARs. They're gonna be rapping about my shit. Oh, uh, the babies is gonna love it. Right. Uh young now, children, let me, our let me, children. Yeah. I wanna get back to uh, you know, some of these topics okay. that we address in, in the conversation. And I wanna ask you to speak to because you have something in common with the brother more so than anyone else on this line. You've done a considerable amount of time in the penitentiary. You've been under levels of duress and stress. Um, and you've seen people stand up and you've seen people fall. You also are a student of a lot of philosophical thinkers that help create the template of what Western thought is encompassed on. So what are your thoughts to Brother Mandela's um, defactors, the people that say, you know, he sold out and, you know, he must have made some sort of compromise in order to be released from those situations. And when he came home, he only fought the agenda of, you know, of the Africanists. What is your What is your input? I want to say this to that, that I, I was formerly in my um, – in my uh, in my dialogue, one who would harp on that because I didn't have enough wisdom to understand at the time human experiences. And one of the things that a lot of people, the most uncomfortable thing for humans to be is by themselves. And I'm going to tell you something. A lot of people take it for granted, you know, being by yourself. But I know what it feels like for seven years straight to be by yourself in four corners, four, four, four corners, four walls. You could touch those sunspots. You could touch both the walls if you stretch your arms. That's how simple it is. Yeah. Now, it, 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 it does something to the spirit, and the spirit is more inclined and, or, and interested in surviving than it is into the emotional investment of the experience. So you start compensating and finding ways to, to become strong. But I'm going to tell you something. The true measure of who you are is where you face your oppressor and you're in a situation where your oppressor wants you to conform and wants you to think that he's doing you a favor. And that's one of the, the psychological interplays that they do on prison in, in, in general. And when you look at who made up prisons, because prisons didn't exist in uh, older cultures. Some cultures don't even have a prison at all. And the, 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 the people who introduced prisons to us and the model of prisons and actually how they designed our Christian uh, Europeans, the uh, pilgrims, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the term penitentiary comes from the word penitent. And a penitent is someone who's sitting there in the act of penance. And it's a spiritual practice where you're sitting there and you're, um, you're asking God for forgiveness for a series of human experiences and feelings. A part of another aspect of penitence is that the only thing that you're allotted is bread and water. So now that's an ecclesiastic undertone that deals with changing not just the psychology, but the magnetic field, because when you speak about bread, you're speaking about barley. And uh, barley, was a, barley was a huge thing in uh, commission 
as far as lentils and certain types of things that people grow because if you ever been around Ethiopian people, they a lot of them is not high school making noise, yelling, tweaking like niggas be doing. They're very calm because of their diet. You heard Kushite diet, they do a lot of grain. You look at their bread is light and they serve bread with their meals. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to say is that, you know, prison and the fact that they had over there for the brother you know, even, I'm going to tell you this, even our mutual friend, and the reason why they say, you know, Nelson is such a legend is because they say he could have been went home, really, you heard? But he decided that he was like, nah, I don't want to, I'm not folding, you heard? And he held out, you heard? And that's why he's a legend, you feel me? And uh, our mutual friend, that's, that's Bogart's nickname. You heard? They called Bogart Mandela. He was like the Mandela of the penitentiary because he did all that time. He did about 20, I think Bo did like 27 years. He got hit at his first board, and I think they let him go to second. You know what I'm saying? So Bo never folded. He's known for getting busy with the police. He get busy on the police. He get busy on niggas. He moved the crowd. You heard? Bo is a legend. They called Bo, that's the Nelson Mandela of of the joint. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, iconically, he raised a lot of people. You know who he raised. Our other mutual friend. You know what I'm saying? He's a thorough dude, too. You feel me? And it's a whole list of people that him not folding, he has taught people how you're supposed to have character in this world. You heard? And it's so shit you just don't do. Like uh, like my man Diggy Dog. Dog is a legend from the fourth. You heard? And they, when they speak about Bo, Bo is that dude, you heard? For the integrity under constraints, you know, uh, Bo was there with Hinchman, with Jimmy Hinchman when they was in Attica, and they was going to war with the police, not going to war with prisoners, going to war with the police, knocking the police out, you heard? Getting, getting jumped by the police. And they know stories that Attica but not your teeth out and breaking bones, you know? They break somebody's bones Every day in Attica, not teeth out every day. It's teeth and dreads all in the area. When you're going out to the yard, it's teeth and dreads and grown men screaming every day. They got one part of Attica, uh, A Block. You know what A Block is called? It's called South Africa, homie. Yeah? A Block is called South Africa. There's only four blocks in Attica. Yeah? So Attica is... See, this is the thing that confused me about these teachers and these revolutionaries. What do you think they're teaching about? You're supposed to be teaching about being, you know, revolutionary, but what do you think is the reward for revolutionaries? It's death or the penitentiary. So you would think that students characteristically would be ready for those two eminent things. Death, you want to die iconic and loved by a populace of factors, or if you go to prison, you wanna you wanna still move the crowd, you heard? And how you gonna move the crowd and you a you a hoe. You heard? You talk about dead people. You call the police on women. You heard? You do wrestling moves on bitches. You heard? <laughs> <laughs> and you get and you got the nerve to run to keep people. You know, she was crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I, I it's, it's perplexing to me, you know, and I and and this is another thing. Um I, I got some hearts that's out here. But Cali, that's G's for real. These niggas is official. 
and they ain't never been to jail. You heard? So that jail, going to jail is not fly. You heard? Jail don't make you a better person. You heard? Jail don't even make you soft. You heard? Jail makes niggas soft. You heard? It'll, be, it'll, 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 cur- it'll curtail a lot of shit. So don't think that it's something mm-hmm. fly. You know what I'm saying? Especially to the young people. I got a, a sister uh, out in, uh, in Ohio who uh, who's a patron and a helper of what we do here as far as important truth. And she has a young man, child, you know, and I always tell people when you when you 14, 15, if you ain't getting no certain type of attention and they're not teaching you game and how to deal with humans, you subject to being a, a penitentiary dealer because this is what happens. Young men, they go out to test their strength in the world. And you start seeing young men challenging authority figures. And they saying, yo, your kid is crazy. He's bugging in school. It's because he don't have no initiated mind. And nobody's there to give him his rights of passage. So he has to go in the natural course of his development and go do it himself. And when I was little, the dudes that, are, um, that I grew up with, we all raised each other. We used to be outside. Do you remember? We used to be outside on Halloween, and there'd be 70 of us, all in sync. Everybody is communicating effectively. We know what to do. We, we, we on set. We raised each other. It wasn't nobody telling us, hey, what y'all doing? You heard? What are you doing? What's going on? What's, you heard none of that. You remember that? You know what I'm saying? So I we were yeah, we was trying to find our way. So when they go, see, people over there in South Africa, when they was going to prison, what was they going to prison for? They was going to prison because they was battling a system that was unprecedented, that they got to stay in those harsh environments to live and survive. You know? So they was fighting against that. Niggas over here, what are we fighting against? We are just, we, 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 we not even fighting. We are... Falling, what George Jackson calls, we fall into windmills. We're falling into spinning windmills and killing ourselves. You know, it's what it's what Huey Huey Newton uh, termed revolutionary suicide. You know, in his book when he spoke about how you know all of all of the things that could bring even George said all the things that bring black men to jail are crimes of poverty, even the most atrocious crimes. So we commit crimes out out of out of lack thereof. Don't have no, you know, finances or options. So my thing is to give to to the world. To give to the world, we got these kids options, and the only way they have options is having culture. And to have culture, you gotta have things that you honor and respect, and that you call beauty. So you have to have aesthetics, and you gotta understand the proper application of how to make something beautiful. You feel me? And then when you go look at um, iconographic images, when people go burn candles, they need an iconographic image to get to do their thing. You know what I noticed? I've seen in, in, in um, stores that want to conduct business and get money, they, have, they use Judas. And Judas is holding a Jesus piece. This nigga got Jesus around his neck. You hear? He got a picture. I don't know. It might be Jesus. Somebody... This thing got a gold chain on. Judas got a gold chain on. So the people here, spiritually, iconographically, Judas 
represents a current of finances. So to me it makes sense because he's like, fuck Jesus. He's like, I'm about to make Jesus a legend, nigga. I'm about to sell your secrets to these Jews, nigga. They finna make legend. And you're going to be Christmas. You're going to be all this other shit. But I got to betray you, nigga. You heard? For this current. You heard? These 30 shekels of silver. You heard? That's, that's some deep alchemical, astrological shit. You heard? You're talking about lunar cycles and money when you're fucking with Jews in them 30 uh, pieces of silver. You heard? So you see where my mind is? And this is what I'm offering to the students. And the people who have, um, I got all of y'all. Everybody that has sent me the email tomorrow, we begin. Trust me. There, it's popping. And we're going to distinguish ourselves from the herd. The Red House is about us having this dialogue. I can't be just keep giving up this game on Facebook and on these radio shows and not caring about the people who actually patronize what it is we do. So this is my opportunity to give you everything that, I feel you deserve. So this is the first thing I'm going to ask people to do is, you know, in your first lesson, we're going to be talking about the alphabet, but you, you really got to master that alphabet, you know. Because if you master the alphabet, you can know the directions your words go in. You feel me? So I hope I addressed that question about the, uh, you know, the whole thing about, you know, the jail to galvanize it, it, it can galvanize character. It can make you. It can make you become aware of who you are. Your penitence. But I'm saying this also to people. Don't wait to go through some shit to find out who you are. You become openly aware and embrace the reality that the world surrounds itself around you, and that you are already here by yourself. Yeah, and by yourself you will achieve power based off of your level of observation and being able to do the knowledge. You feel me? Indeed. His phone lines, his hands is up. I want to get some more of these callers in before we, uh, you know, before we get clicked. So let's go to caller from the 909. 909-292-909. Caller, peace. My hotel brothers, how y'all doing tonight? Uh, I'm going to make a comment uh, For some who don't know Or are not familiar with the plight Of South Africa With the coming of Dutch And later the English uh, Prior to Mandela's uh, Conviction What was his uh, role In liberating South Africa And what was he charged As a political offender What was he charged at? He was charged for planning to overthrow the government, and he said that the that the plans to overthrow the government were violent upheavals and things of that particular nature. They found some blueprints that implicated his name in some plots to turn up on the government. And you said, what was his role prior to him getting convicted? Yes, yes, because... I've been uh, fascinated with this topic uh, for a while now. I've been uh, studying the Boykoi uh, and the Bushmen and not just their their past, present, but also their future as of right now. 
and I've been coming across uh, I'm good, uh, psychology and ideology, which existed when the Dutch came to South Africa in the form of Cal- Are you familiar with Calvinism, Brother A? Calvinism as a spiritual practice as it pertains to uh, Christianity, not right. in detail, but I know that it's a distinct uh, uh, Brother said he exposed where uh, Protestant Calvinists and all these different types of Christianity by showing the pictures of the, the men that stuff comes from. So I know a lot of those ideologies are, are kind of man-made. Can I say this one thing to you, though, and pertaining to Africans with Christianity? I'm going to tell you something about Africans. Africans and both colonial environments take on the, uh, the geometry of the colonizers' uh, uh, ideology and take it and transform it. And you can see this in the, uh, the, the, the Republic of the Congo, where those brothers and sisters who are deep in the jungles of the Congo who are fighting and uh, have political input, their, their uh, political ideology is crafted from all various types of different experiences that they had under colonizers. So you've got some Africans who are fighting in the Congo who use African spirituality and mix it with Islam, Islam as well as Christianity to promote or create their rhetoric and the reason why they are fighting their colonizer. So the, the history never happens in a vacuum. Like, um, like people, people, people say, uh, like, for instance, African-Americans who become conscious, the first thing they do, your, your first thing that you got to do to show your loyalty, quote, unquote, to our community is denounce Jesus. You know? Now, what if you was um, in a time machine and they sent you back and you was with Harriet Tubman and she got that 4-4 cocked and she looking at the stars, she telling niggas, be quiet, we got the move. Uh, you going to tell her some shit because Jesus just told her or gave her a message and you finna tell this woman with this gun who's freeing these slaves that, hey, sister, you know Jesus really don't exist, right? No. <laughs> you know, Nat Turner. Is you going to say that to Nat Turner? Nat Turner is... They had another brother when Nat Turner, one of his henchmen, that his job, he was going in there stomping white babies out. Did you know about that? They don't tell me right, about that. Said, what you said, brother, was very true. Uh, but, but they were Christian. But the thing about Calvinists, to give you a context on, on the ideology of, of Calvinism, yeah, imagine, ahead, uh, imagine if the KKK was super religious on steroids. Oh, Calvinists. shit. Yeah, Calvinists yeah. are worse than, than, than South KKK. Uh, I, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. It's kind of like, um, like when I went to Chicago, I was uh, uh, hosted by a family there, and um, they, 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 you know, I don't judge them. They don't judge me. They don't they just give a fuck about my consciousness stuff. They let a nigga stay there, you know, and, and you know, they love a nigga. But they started being Mormons, you know so, right. you know, I was like, that's interesting that an ideology that was once proponents of, of saying that, fuck, niggas, right. we don't need niggas in here. Now, all of a sudden, niggas are involved in it. That is interesting to me. You know what I'm hey, saying? You know, and again, history don't happen in a vacuum. what's ironic about the Mormons? When you study the Mormon history, the Mormons got Utah because they helped 
the United States government and the state of California fight the uh, Serrano Indians, and they're bored for you talk. See? You know? That's interesting. That's interesting. Now, a, a, a good documentary right now, a good documentary right now, uh, giving you the... The, the social and, and, and economic relations of South Africa is Bushman. You can go on YouTube and put in Bushman. And it's a documentary about a Koi Koi. He's half the uh, he's a half Koi Koi, half Bushman. He's a, a witch doctor. And he's a, uh, you know, he has knowledge of herbs. You know, the Koi Koi and the Bushman go back 10,000 years as an ethnic group. And they're the only uh, existing hunter gatherer. Uh, uh, cultures left really, and what the issue is, the Calvinists have been over there extorting their information on certain herbs. One one herb uh, is hudia. It looks like a, a cactus. The koi koi and the bushmen use it in the wild to curve hunger. The multi-million corporations have came in, exploited it, watered it down, where I think it's like a, a tenth of its potency, and to put this is it on the health market. And beat this up, brother. The koi yeah, koi, in, they get ten cent for every one hundred thousand dollars that corporation makes. You see, yeah. only one—I think it's only one elder queen left who speak in the native language. And with the Calvinists, these Dutch, these wood shoe wearing people, as Dr. Clark say, what they're trying to do is they're trying to urbanize the koi koi. See, and, yeah, and they're taking the land away. And then they're, they're, you know, they're, they're teaching them uh, new customs, and they don't want to even uh, in, in, engage in their indigenous culture. And then when yeah. they do, they're being penalized for it. And that was the context I was uh, on my only criticism on Nelson Mandela, because like you were saying earlier, with the confinement and uh, incarceration, especially when you're under the uh, when you're locked up for political offenses, the right. role then is to punish you with time. Take your right. eagerness as a youth and to wobble you down to an old man who will compromise and make deals. And the only thing that, 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 that Nelson Mandela did is the same thing I, I agree with Khalil Muhammad was. He didn't ask for none of the land back. These Africans, these white European Africans, yeah. 85% of the land, when Nelson Mandela got out of jail, the same people he was fighting in his incarceration are now in power, gave him the power. He didn't ask for none of the land back. Yeah, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And, um, and, and I'm going to tell you the other thing. The one thing that I had a, a critique about, and it was it really wasn't a critique. It was just, um, it was just, you know, my sentiment at the time. I just ain't like how Winnie got, Winnie got whittled out of the story just because, they set her up to expose her humanity. And if your husband, like women, if you've been incarcerated, and I, 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 when I was incarcerated, I seen one of the elders who was there for 25 years. He had a wife who was there for his entire incarceration. So it's a certain type of, you know, character that can still, this is why I know what it means to have a saw in the psychology as a dead man. Because the black man is so powerful that he don't got to be in your face all the time. This is what kills me about niggas that always want something to say to you on these YouTubes and these lectures and shit. 
but don't have nothing to say to you. You know, where Asar is the perfect black one, a dead man is resonating and saying everything from a place of no, no thing. So when they separated to me, when they separated her from him, that's when his weakness to me exposed itself. Like he was mad that she allegedly gave some pussy to a young nigga when he was incarcerated. You know, that's the human aspect of it, where you be like, damn, you was tripping. You was in the joint. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? So, you know, that's the thing. When I was little, I remember I still I was, what, 18? And I told old time, I said, yeah. I said, my girlfriend at the time, I said, yeah, she waiting for me. So I said, she, yeah, she's doing it two years. And he fell out laughing. And he was like, nigga, she's with Jody right now. And I, I was like, get away from me. You being negative. You know, I was mad. I was like, no, no, hey, that's my hey, girl. Hey, tell her, fam, tell her, fam, that's why the norm when you get locked up is never tell your girl how much time you really have. <laughs> oh, man, I was I was using that. I was telling them, girl, I said, listen, they got a new program. I'll be home in a few months. Now, get up yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> all type of shit. I'm gonna be making up all type of shit. But listen, listen, listen. The thing is, that's the one thing I was like on a human level, human scale. You know, they separated, took his queen from him. Yeah, and she was the one who was holding the ANC down. You understand? She was the one that was uh, 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 streamlining his intention and love for them to those populace of people. We used to see uh, marching and out there in the streets combating the cops and showing their diligence, you heard, and their lack of fear, you heard? Mm-hmm. Right. While he was, uh, Winnie Mandela was that rare case of a sister who was holding it down while he was locked up. We, we, you know, we, we, he, could, he could only imagine the footwork she put in, the connections she made, the political alignments she made with her people were putting their uh, plight worldwide and so forth. And we don't want to get confused because, like Dr. Amos Wilson said, Europeans have even mastered the science of politics. Well, they can, regardless of whether you feel if it's right or wrong, they can shift and, 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 and oftentimes rig up your whole interpretation on what things are really going on through the use of propaganda. And what's important is South Africa, we should study South Africa. A lot of people who are African-American, whatever your title is in America, if you speak English in America and you are of a hue and you have peppercorn hair, me and a a good brother are doing this uh, uh, paper where you can trace your origins in Africa by the language of your oppressor. If you study our oppressor now, it's the English under the guise of America, but the English had a strong hold in South Africa. Uh, Sarah Barman, you know, so people who are looking towards West Africa, which I have no problem with, just start really looking toward a lot of our people are really coming from South Africa uh, with the phenotype of peppercorn hair, high cheekbones, and slanted tight eyes like Asians. So I just want to put that out there. Oh, that's like my people. All right. I'm going to look into that. I appreciate it, though. Yeah, bro. Brother. That was very enlightening, and that's one of the, that's the questions I enjoy. 
You heard? I enjoy that. Thank you, bro. My hotel family. My hotel family. Hi, right. Lord. Yeah, right. It's a beautiful right. thing. Let's go to caller from the 973. Right. 973, caller 803. 973, 803, caller. Peace. Peace to the gods. Peace to A.A. Rashid, the legend. It's the boy, Brother Obi. What's goodie? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, sometimes me, sometimes you all the time us. All the time us. You already know. Let me tell you, hold up. Before I even start. I just want to address the brother that just got off the phone. Yeah. Don't let these internet dudes beat you in the head. They didn't bring the South Africans over there. They didn't need to. The Boers, because the Dutch were the last ones to, to show up in Africa. They was already doing their thing. They had already conquered, the, you know what I'm saying, most of the United States. So because the English was getting bad on, on getting, getting bad motherfuckers on the, on, the, on the water with their navy, the Dutch were selling that shit because they're about getting that money. So the Dutch went to South Africa because nobody wanted to go to South Africa, and they took over. Don't believe that bullshit. Ain't nobody in America got the phenotype of no South Africans. Let's be clear about that. They brought Africans over here in the middle in transatlantic slavery from West Africa. Don't let these niggas, you know, the Zulu nation is cool, but we're not Zulu. Let's get that straight up. You know what I'm saying? Let's start from right there. Dude going a little crazy with this. Oh, you know, I understand Africa is Africa, but no, we're not South Africans. We've never been. You feel me? The, the, yeah, the and, and I respect where you coming from. And uh, um, uh, the caller was excellent. That's my brother. But you is a Pan-African baby, uh, like a, a generation of it. You know, you are, you you ain't go to public school. You 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 who South South baby? You know that's Swahili. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I know. Kosey for you in three verses, my dude. Like I knew who Mandela was before they was even thinking about uh, letting him out. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, Stephen right. Biko. You know what I'm saying? Stephen Biko. Engraved on my. You know what I'm saying? Everybody go on Mandela. Stephen Biko. They beat Stephen Biko to death. You feel me? See, Stephen Biko is the legend. And, um, he the legend. When I was a baby, my mother told me about Stephen Biko and her favorite group at the time, them sisters Sweet Honey and the Rock. They got a song called Stephen Biko. Y'all should listen to it. Yeah. I danced with children from Soweto doing the boot dance when I was in Wayoshi Shule. You feel me? Yeah. So, like, I when these dudes, you know, I understand. But I don't go into that because I used to grow up like, well, well we Zulus and my family was like, nah, son, they didn't bring us over there. They Zulus on the ship. They they stayed in there and they worked for the boys. You feel me? Oh, yeah. But in terms of, at the end of the day, Mandela's a legend. He did 27 yeah. years. Like, even, you know, when people go, well, he didn't come back in and ask for the land. Like, yo, he did 27 years. The fact that they even entertained the fact of making him the president, that was a look. We can't, you know what I'm saying? We can't deny that. What really happened in South Africa is they brought capitalism and crack to South Africa when they let them out of jail. You feel me? That's yeah, what happened man. In South Africa. Ain't nobody talking about that. That they, they got bulletproof houses in, in the in, in, in the, the shanty town where they sell crack out their doors. You feel me? They got a real bad crack epidemic out there, and the women. On some real shit, I was in Susan's rendezvous, and it was like five South African chicks in there stripping. You feel me? 
from wow. came down in Johannesburg, and they was talking like they was uh-huh. with what was going on. So South Africa has been ripped upside down. They, they you know, the, the Sangomas and all of that, that. That shit is people. They pushed all of that shit out the way. You feel me? They ain't really doing too much of that uh, uh, traditional stuff. You know, you got Mary McKeever's daughter. She still speaks some of the language. But they they really eradicating that based on capitalism, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah. then, you know nobody can't take nothing away from the brother man. He did twenty seven years, man. Like Rashi said, you what, the hardest thing to do is be by yourself. You feel me? Oh my God! The hardest thing to be is be by yourself. Like I, I had training already because I was the only child, but I got a bunch of cousins. But I know how to be for Dolo. You feel me? I learned. Right, right. They won't do nothing but teach you. One or two things: how to cooperate and follow yep. instructions, or necessarily get your spirit broken, like you said. Yeah. Like, like you, the police can tell you your way ain't giving you no toilet paper, and so you gotta, you gotta know how to politic with them so that you can get you some toilet paper. You can wipe your ass. You feel me? Or yo, let me tell you something. I learned this from a serious G, from where you heard <laughs> the toughest nigga I ever met, right? That nigga Wiz, when they had him in Elmira in the box, he ain't speak to the police for four years. How about that? Mm. Yeah. Mm. He was using niggas as translators. He don't speak to the police. They was treating him like a king. I used that in the box. In Kasaki, they play you with the food. They they do this terror shit to you when you first get in the box in the cat. They, they run up on you and, and style on you like you're in the military. Do you hear me? He say, mad shit, mad fast, and you got to say you understand. You heard? Mad fast so you could get out of that shit that's beginning yourself. So this right. is the shit they do. They come with the food truck and say, if you ain't on the gate, when the shit opens for the food, you don't eat. You heard? So I right. was like this. I was like this. They're not going to control me with food. You heard? So when he comes, and I'm a fat nigga, you hear me? But I'm like, that. I got to deal with my motherfucking humanity. You ain't going to be playing me over no food. That old bullshit. So he come to the gate, hit the gate. You know they hit the gate, man, loud. Child. And I'm laying on the bed reading. You heard? The only book, in the, the only book that's available, which is the, the Gideon's Bible. I turned that shit into Star Wars, nigga. Luke Skywalker <laughs> turned into um, this prophet. I, you know, so you learn how to compensate. You feel me? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. I mean, I, first, I want to I I apologize because I was supposed to call it earlier, but I was, you know, I was doing what Juju Man does. You know, I was killing chickens and all that today. That's what I do. That's right. You know? um, That's right. Like, this is, this is real. Like, I ain't talking no talk. If you know me, you know I'm about this life. You feel me? That's right. Um, I was at a farm mm-hmm. today. True story. I was at a farm today to go pick up the animals to go do the ceremony I did today, right? And, you know, these niggas be talking all this organic everything and this, that, and the third thing, but we need to really start talking about getting some farms and all that, man. You know, all this gentrification is pushing cats out of the, you know what I'm saying? The metropolitan area is it's, it's, it's forcing us. It's our ancestors forcing us to learn how to live off the land, man. Mm. See, you can't create. Mm. I was on the phone with a brother the other day. His brother called. We were talking about, you know, nationhoods and how you name yourself, right? And so we get all caught up about who we are. And so now, you know, we we Africans, right? 
and that's all yeah. fine. So you, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not into the semantics and stuff. But you cannot call yourself anything until you own the land. And unfortunately, Africa is not owned by Africans. You understand? Damn. So why are we calling ourselves Africans to people who don't even own their own land? You know, Greeks are Greeks because they call Greece their mother homeland. And so they are the children Damn. of Greeks. You feel me? We don't got a nation. Damn. Until we build ourselves a nation and stop asking for somebody to give us something, we ain't going to be able to, to, to really bond together. We have to have some kind of a, a, a common culture, a common a plan, lifestyle, yeah. common right. morals, ethics, all of that. So, you know, when when niggas are talking all of this, you know, we're going to get back to the earth and eat organic and all that. Niggas start talking about buying squats of land, man. Acres of land are not cheap in the United States. You feel me? Um, Yo, you know what? You know what's ill too? The thing that the one thing to combat the police from just killing people is niggas need to start moving throughout the world as commercial entities that are conducting business. And one of my dreams when I was with my homie and we was in the camp, we was like, listen, nigga, we gonna get so much money, but we ain't got to put on clothes and look like regular niggas. We dressing like Jews, boy, and we driving around whips that got commercial. Um, what you call us on it, and hammers. Because if you, if you violate while I'm conducting business, legally I have the capacity to maintain fiscal integrity. You heard? Absolutely. And if I can't shoot you, I have a hired gun. You heard? You were trying to stop me conducting business. You heard? Well, well, you, know you hear what me? Thing? That's, how, that's how niggas got to move, and that's how the mob move. You heard? Well, you know we got to mob what on these niggas. You know what's interesting that as you being the Kabbalah down and you can you can attest to this. The Jew is on top of the world because he invented the fucking contract. Okay? Thank you. He invented the, the contract. In order to become it's a Jew, you got to sign the paper. Okay? Yep. You got to sign the paper. You got You got yep. to sign the paper. And so they understand paperwork. They understand oh there's a form for this. You get the form so, oh, I'm, I'm going to collect my rent. I can hold my pistol. You feel me? That's how and they, they got work. one day. They got one day where they go get chickens and cut them like Africans to cleanse themselves from the contracts that they broke. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, the call, it's called the all call these, need today. Yeah. yeah. And all of these, all of these, all of these retard niggas that be running around like, what are these people gonna do for me? I don't know. Nigga, you pay rent, right? Where you live in the barn? That's, yeah. that's talking about what the paper gonna do. The paper, the same paper that make your ass show up on the first of the month, or you get the you could go live under Absolutely. the tree. Talking about Absolutely. what do the paper do? What do well, what, what, what do you do? How do you get your paper? How do you get your money? These are these are rejects of society. They don't even know how to conduct any form of civilization, any form of any form of. These are fucking savages. B. That's what we're dealing with right now. <laughs> Like Yo, know, savages can only be civilized with death, brother. Dudes got to mob and get on their street shit again and watch The Godfather and mix it up with their um, culture. You know, more's got to get tough again, man, because you can't really stunt that these niggas be pulling in Absolutely. Chicago. Yeah, I talked to my homie today, and he was like, yo, yo, Lord, he's like, that video you put up the other day with the Moors with John, Jeff Ford, he said, them is the Moors from the Holy Street. 
city that he used to, my man Tahuti Malik, he's like, yo, them brothers is the brothers that get it popping. And that's the reason why Kanye can even be validated in Chicago is because Malik Youssef. And he's from the Moors that's the gangster Moors, the tough ones. You heard? How you think Common got in the game and was able to go against and battle Ice Cube? You heard? And maintain relevance and body of. Is he Rashid? His name Rashid. That's the mo. You heard? From the tough Moors. You heard? And I'm going to tell you, when you go to Chicago, the iconography of. The uh the the color red and the and the nationality and the, the the Islamic thing and come on that's why I be telling people our locations like Chicago Louisiana and things where movements come out are the nerve centers of the Death Star that Luke Skywalker you remember that's the only way they could kill Darth Vader you heard they had to go and, and hit hit the Death Star and go. You remember in, in Empire Strikes Back, they had the the base, the thing that controls the force field on the Death Star was amongst the indigenous people, the Ewoks. You remember that? Absolutely. So Luke and them had to go to the forest to destroy the joint. So let's make Absolutely. it like Darth Vader is us because he's the black one. How do they destroy us? They destroy our icons to destroy uh-huh. the collective reserve within the people. So any person black that takes the charge of destroying icons of our uh, of African descent, they should die. Like niggas should yeah, format some type of conspiracy to kill these niggas. You know? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Yo, listen, listen to me right now. Right now. I'm, 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 I'm with a brother right now. I'm in Newark, right? I'm in Newark. Yeah. I'm with a brother right now. When we talk about, you know what I'm saying, the history of the nation and all that, right? And yeah. Cuzzo, oh, shit. Cuzzo, um, Cuzzo was telling me how, you know, it was the Newark mosque that killed Malcolm. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, at the end of the day, I'm not saying, you know, we lost Malcolm, no doubt. But the gangsterism and the mentality... Of the nine, you know, because they were talking about Malcolm was extorting them. Like, yo, don't pay the money to Chicago. You paid to me first. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. And so we don't have that type of mentality anymore. We know we on this kumbaya. Everybody know not everybody is good, man. You feel me? There still exists yep. a house Everybody nigga. is not good. Yo, can I tell you something? Good, yo, you know what happened when the the the, the, the niggas that oh, shot and killed oh, Malcolm oh. X, you know what happened when they came to jail? You, what you think? Niggas that think that the population was mobbing on them niggas. Yo, that's the nigga that killed Malcolm X, son. Guess what happened? You know what the niggas did? The niggas came to the jail and was running the jail the whole motherfucking time. Them was the oh, toughest niggas in the whole penitentiary. Um, them niggas that put that work in. That was the imam man for years. They were sending niggas up to jail. You know, because their ethics was you can't say nothing negative about Elijah Muhammad penis, nigga, and still be a legend. You know, that's something complicated. How you going to talk about a nigga penis? And this is the thing. When you sitting there, your followers should be attacked. That's the new shit. You don't chase these bum-ass punk leaders. Niggas should be outside yeah. their functions fucking the people up that go in. Shitting oh, them down like they're in jail with a cup of shit. Shitting them down like this. You going to participate in that? You going to visualize? How can you visualize a nigga's penis? Every time you talk about what a nigga did sexually, you're visualizing him in your mind 
butt-ass naked performing a bizarre act, weirdo. You heard? So where does that play in the... Where does that play into spirituality? You heard? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this shit is really... It's interesting. You know what I mean? It's interesting, but I'm telling you what, son. Once this message gets to my sons and them, you know, the world, you know, Blue, you know we talking about the little Willie Black Boys. Once Willie Black Boy get this story, he's keeping it real. You heard? <laughs> I told niggas, niggas, I grew up sitting out drones. You heard? We put, you can't put the wheels in, I'll put the wheels in. If you don't got a Marshall depo- um, the deployment, you don't have nothing. Okay. Clip about that. See, you know, these niggas, they, you know, like these the sisters, you know, that shit is all cool. You know, you don't want to talk the piece of love and cook the food and all that and raise the babies. But leave this war shit to the men. Okay? Yeah. Like, yeah. it ain't no, it ain't no distinction. Like you said, if you valet, if you want, if you caught talking about anybody that's an icon, you got the value. You feel me? Unless your program is better than his, and you got a better, um, you know what I'm saying, system for the people, nah, Luke, you can't be throwing the people under the bus. Listen, man, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Luke with me priest. Islam is not nice to support of our people. But that don't mean that I'm going to sit up there and destroy Elijah Muhammad. You feel me? Did you know, okay. you see me do lectures. I, I tell them what it is, man. If it wasn't for the nation of Islam, black people would be fucked up right now, man. For real. We'd be fucked up right now. Nation of Islam gave birth to what we, to the protective brothers is even talking more science today, that we had the five percenters, that we even got a conscious community. You feel me? Because All the brothers is the only alternative to Jesus Christ. And like you said, Thank Jesus you. Christ ain't nothing wrong with him. If you got, yo, if T, I seen T.D. Jake say some real shit the other day on some, he was doing an interview. He said some real shit. I couldn't deny it. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a fan of his uh, his politics and how he moves, but um, he, he, he you know, he said some real stuff. And so yeah, I can't be, you know, pigeon-toed by based on somebody's creed or, you know what I'm saying? I'm not arguing with no Israelites. I'm not arguing with nobody, man. Do what you do. Brother Obama. Brother Obama, there's a, there's a, there's a trinity. There's a triad. There's a trifecta of, of concentrated ancestors that are responsible for the structure of the whole conscious community right now. I can name you could name me any organization or any group, and they all fund the, they all fall under that trifecta that came forth in the twenties, um, nineteen thirteen to be exact. So we're talking about a one hundred year dynasty. We're talking about Noble Drew Ali, Elijah Muhammad, and John the Baptist. That's the whole trinity. Occultism, Dr. York with the Nuwabians, the Hebrew Israelites, the um, the RBG, the Kemet, everything falls under that trinity right there. So if you desecrate any one of the trinity, you are pulling the pillars down, and you deserve to get what you get. Oh, absolutely. Like that. You are an enemy of the state. You're, You're trying to engineer this Yeah, and don't forget about God body. Where the concept God body come All that. from? Yeah, That's for Sweet Daddy Grace. You heard? Oh, Sweet Daddy Grace is the one, the God in the body. You heard? And the Father, maybe that. 
came out of the nation. Listen, they so Yo, the, the Father Divine, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, what was his name? Um, there was a whole bunch of cats that was they was conjurers and all that, man. These cats laid it down. And, and like you said, man, I ain't wasting them niggas, you know what I'm saying, throwing them under the bus because, you know what I'm saying, you want some 2013 bullshit. Like, you can't do that, man. I'm not, yeah. I, I, I'm not feeling it, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to sit there and co-sign me telling me about Oh, the brother was this and that, and when he was the real one, I ain't fitting to go through all of that. Y'all, y'all not going to put my name down in history. Like, we was cool with that, or we was a part of that group because individuals that belong to the community, don't, yeah, y'all don't know the history, and y'all don't know who's who in the community. Y'all think everybody is the same. Nah, nah I'm not going down. I'm going to use history on record. The propaganda is getting started now. It's already started. Because are going to die. Yeah, that's the only somebody gotta die in that shit soon anyway. Fuck out of here. The need sacrifice needs you. Nor will they miss you. <laughs> Nor will they miss you. I'ma sell some shoes, I'ma sell some tissues. Yeah, didn't send Zimmerman up. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to remember the day that the day that black America, the day that niggas lost credibility around the world. The reason why they're going to send a big homie up and nobody is going to say anything. They don't care about what you say because you have proven that you don't, that you don't live who you say you are. Black America, y'all thugs, y'all gangsters, y'all so fucking good savages. Niggas just calling themselves everything. They're going to start calling themselves pigs and armadillos one day. But any gangster culture, any people, the Russian mob, the Italian mob, the Jewish mob, the African mob, they know. Like, picture is John Gotti, when his son got ran over by the neighbor, if he went and tried to get that man arrested and then waited for the justice or 12 people to decide the state of that man who ran over his son. And John, John Gotti called himself gangster. So when y'all, when y'all said that Trayvon Martin was your own and you adopted him and you niggas is running around saying that y'all gangsters and y'all thugs and y'all killers and everything, and this nigga, George Zimmerman, is still walking the streets, all credibility was lost. That's why niggas are getting tortured around the world right now. There's no respect. The respect, the, the stocks crashed on that. The stocks crashed on that. All you niggas want to do is march. You have Skittles and ice tea and you looking stupid around the world. Well, see, my thing is, let's get to the, see, my thing was, I wasn't even, like, you know, now they got this campaign in New York, Stop and Frisk, right? And at this point today, I don't really respect it because I grew up with that shit since we we were babies. Like, Rashid Tall, we grew up with babies. It was always Stop and Frisk. Yeah, they didn't have a name for it. And now, any young dude that puts himself, like, we'll talk. New York ain't what it used to be. Like, ain't no corners. Ain't nobody getting beat up. Like, Halloween for the last, like, 10, 15 years, ain't nobody throwing no eggs and people getting robbed. It's not that kind of a place. You feel me? Right. So, right. But it doesn't have to go through that. It's like, yo, dude, if you pull your pants up, son, and you don't look like what you're not, the they won't exactly. have that problem with you. You feel me? So, when baseball has got movement. built, like, what am I supposed yeah. to do? Am I supposed Yo, to be can I tell you When you look at the old pictures, Oba, when my man Black Knowledge had the old pictures of Daddy O and them and, and Hicks and them from Marcy, they was putting work in with suits and, and, and trenches. Absolutely. Yeah, with shoes. 
they was when they when they come when they put the suits on, that's when people die. You know? Absolutely, they got their playboys on. They yo yeah. Yo, listen, man. My uncles and them. Listen, my my moms and them grew up in Sheepshead Bay projects. They was the only black family in Sheepshead Bay projects. You feel me? So my uncles mm-hmm. and them were trapped with white boys all their lives. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like they was putting it down with the white boys, with the Irish boys from day one. That was the Italians out there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Me and Blue, I don't want to get into high school out there. Yeah, no, we had a murder beef out there. They put a three five seven to Blue's head and almost blew his brains out in front of me. And everybody yeah. that we have beef with is, is an ancestor out there right now. God yeah. bless Tom Pong, uh, you know, my right hand, you know what I'm saying? One of my yeah. mentors lost his life as a result of something that went down out there way, way back yeah. in the day. I don't want to scare nobody. We talking ninety one and whatnot, but yeah, yeah she, them, them, them Italians, they, they, they took my dude. Um, the Russians run it now. They, they cut my man head off, put in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, you see, the thing about it is, is we don't, we don't respect our, um, we don't respect our, our. The criminal side of things, and it's hard to understand that because, as the people, it's illegal to be us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for real. So when people be like, "Oh, you know, them boys doing some illegal stuff," I'm like, "Yo, a hundred years ago, it was illegal to be you." You feel me? And so we, 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 you know, like, listen, man, I'm not a, you know, I'm not promoting crack or any of that shit. But I am saying that it is it is important for us to look at the moral fiber that the white man has given us and stop tripping over that shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. To do that, like we we set a, a, a moral standard for ourselves that doesn't make any sense. You feel me? It, it, we follow a, a, a moral standard. That is like, why are we going through this? You feel me? Like, yo, why we why we gotta go through? We gotta put up with the shit that everybody else can do, and you know they could do the shit to us, but we gotta always have some kind of high moral standard. That's why we're in the position that we're in today. You feel me? Oh, well, you know you can't do that because blah blah blah. You think the Italians? 